The Simple Joe Show is produced by Bamboo Hut Productions. Here at the Bamboo Hut, we bring your imagination to life. This episode of The Simple Joe Show was produced by Simple Joe himself. He will bring the simplest things to your life. And now your host, Simple Joe. Hit us up, Bamboo Hut, Bamboo Hut, Bamboo Hut. And now we have the podcast, but before we start... Uh, his, whole, his whole house is made out of bamboo, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole the, bamboo, the, 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 the bamboo is actually downstairs, and yeah, usually we have a stalk of bamboo just, just because, you know, why not? You actually have bamboo downstairs? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we got a bamboo plant. We're growing up. Bamboo yeah. plant, got yeah. I think yeah. it had, like, yeah. stalks of bamboo no, yeah. sitting up, <laughs> right. about to build something later with it. <laughs> uh, so... Well, in the previous podcast, I said something about touching a girl on a mosh pit. What I meant was is that if you're there, you can't really complain about the the, the scenery and the stuff that's there. You just kind of uh, you you take the time for what it is and you make the best of it. If if I if my hand somehow goes on your on your ass, if it somehow goes on your back, something happens. It, it it is it is what it is. It's 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 a band. It, you're seeing a live performance. Things are going to happen. You're going to get your eye gouts. You're going to get things, stuff that's going to happen, and you're not going to be in control of it. You just kind of have to roll with what's there. That's what I really meant. So the moral of the story is don't go to any of those shows. Well, just, <laughs> just, just know just know that if you're in a mosh pit, you might get your head rattled. And, and things might happen that you don't really want to happen. And it's just the environment. That's all it is. You know, if you go to Colorado, if you go to Denver, you might see a few weed smokers. Mm. You might see it. Mm-hmm. All right? Don't go to every pot smoker and say, hey, stop doing that because it's everywhere. So that's what I meant. And then another thing is that I, I said... Uh, that that rape of of and two adults is different or uh, is the same thing as if a child was. I didn't mean that. What I meant was is that there's levels to this whole thing. Is that there's you know if you're if you have blow a stop sign and you have a traffic offense, that's completely different than if you murdered someone. What I meant was that there's levels to criminality. That if you if someone broke into your house and you shot him because of self-defense and he had a gun, that would be completely different than if you went to someone's house intentionally to kill someone or do something like that. There's there's levels of criminality is what I meant. Are you talking about this? So, did you say... You said there's that? levels of rape? No, there's levels of... <laughs> <laughs> there's level, well, definitely rape. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're going to rape a child, it's going to be... I, I'm going to look at it a little different than if you were to an adult because if you do it to a child then that means that you're going to ruin the entire life. And and that's exactly what they are, are brought up by. It's just more horrible, man. It's yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, yeah. Rape is rape. Ra- yeah, I mean, in the, at the end of the day, it is, definitely. You know? But it's a little worse, I think, if you are to do a little kid than if than if it's a... a well, yeah, adult, for I mean... Sure. Because, they, because at least an adult has, you know, that, that background, that foundation of... Who they are, and then they can build off of that, right. and then be a better person after that whole experience. So, whole moral of the story is only rape adults. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that 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 are of sound mind. Yes, <laughs> and then and then you'll be all right. No. Well, yeah, the ones that are of sound mind, the ones that 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 will be able to recover from it at yes. the end. Yes, those are the people you should target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it just won't be looked at uh, as bad, I guess. I don't know. 
Um, oh, but yeah, shit, just just to just had to clear up that that little thing, you know. Um, when I do drink during the podcast, that some things come out that you don't really think is going to come out. Are you drinking? Um, no, no, I, I got I just got coffee right yeah. now because it's it's a. We're, we're here, uh, we're recording this at right around 12.30, so uh, I, I drank last night, so today i got to kind of clear the toxins and, and, and uh, be ready for tonight. And, yeah. And go. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Half-day half cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Just, just pounding that water as much as I can. And, uh, coffee is actually a good uh, cleanser for the liver. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, I didn't know that it was for the liver. I know it's a diuretic. Uh-huh. It expels water. Right, right. I didn't know it was... Yeah, there's, there's like, uh, vitamins and stuff that are really good for you in coffee. Vitamins? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, coffee, I... I, I think, love coffee. Yeah, coffee is definitely really good for you, and, and despite what they might say on the news, because... What every, they say every, every, It's just always, oh, coffee's good for you, oh, coffee's not bad for you, it's good for you, it's bad for it's you. Both. It's like, well, it's both, really. I They've mean, been like, drinking it for part, a thousand years. Part of it is good, but you know that, like, if you take, if you drink too much coffee, um, especially for men, it like decreases testosterone. Oh, does it? Like, if you take in too much caffeine, like, there's a threshold. Like, if you end up having too much, it it it, it makes your body go through this stress phase where it thinks something's wrong, and then your cortisol levels go up, and then your testosterone goes down, and right. then you become a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I think it's 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 uh, it, it's stretching the the adrenals i think that's, that's what, what it is, is. Yeah. exactly your yeah. adrenaline naturally if you overextend that then you come into like you said lower testosterone less motivation yeah. and then it turns into a bad thing but yeah i think that bell curve is right around 800 milligrams of caffeine i think really? it's right around there yeah i think some pressure yeah. is different with everyone but that might be it yeah yeah it could yeah. be i mean yeah smaller people who the hell might figure i have a five shot espresso yeah. oh geez yeah <laughs> you really hit five it shot americano right. yeah you, usually i i uh take caffeine pills while i'm because i'm a truck driver oh you and, drive trucks yeah mm-hmm. oh, okay so uh to control my fluids and to control how much i actually intake i i do it with the caffeine pills because I can wait you know a couple hours or whatever sometimes they'll drink four or five cups of coffee and you don't even know why you're so jittery because you just keep reporting and reporting and then you know so yeah let's get into it you might know this other guy right here that's in front of me Mike Eshek is it? Eshek. Eshek. Everyone okay. butchers my name. All right. Mike Eshek. Eshek. I got in front of me and you might know him as Mike the Plumber. Uh, Pete the Plumber. Pete the Plumber. Sorry, on Pete the Plumber. Yeah. On, on Detroiters. All right. Mm-hmm. Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. How was that? It was great, man. Yeah. Um, like Tim and Sam, mm-hmm. the guys that uh, are in the show, mm-hmm. those are my real good friends. Oh, really? Okay. Real good friends. Yeah, I came up with them at Second City when Second City used to be here in Detroit. Oh, no shit. Wow. It okay. used to be a Second City uh, theater. You know anything about the Second City theater? I heard a little bit about it just because... I follow a slew of other of of LA comics, mm-hmm. and then I follow a slew of comics from New York. Right, and they always talk about Second City, and it's like, I I, I thought it was a show, but no, it's, it's it, improv theater. Okay, that's okay. It's an improv theater that revolves around political satire, and you know that's where like a lot of the uh, political satirists come from, like uh, Steve Carell. Okay, from Second City. Uh, so, uh, Colbert came okay. from Second City. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of um, famous uh, improvisers, comedians, act, comedic actors that came from Second City. So 
we did there was a second city here because it's originally based in Chicago. That was the original one. Okay. <clears throat> and a while back, there was actually one here in Detroit, inside Hockey Town. It was inside Hockey Town, and it was uh, that's where I met Tim and Sam and all my other friends that I met when I was doing improv back in the day and stuff. And uh, okay. way back in the day, I used to. Uh, uh, mock their laughs. Like Sam Richardson has this laugh where I can't help but mock it. Yeah. And anytime he laughs, I'll just be like, <clears throat> oh, oh, and I'll be like, oh, yeah. I just can't help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't help it. Yeah. Is, is that really his? Yeah. But yeah. no, like yeah. whatever laugh he has, I have to mock it. Even if we're at a party in LA, I'll be at a bar. I'll be at the other end of the bar talking to some person. And then way at the other end of the bar, Sam is Don't laughing worry. about something. And I will just from across the bar go, yeah, right. I can't help yeah. it. It's yeah. just something, it's knee jerk. <laughs> so for the Detroiters thing, they ended up um, reprising that into the character uh, in Detroiters. So basically, they created this character called Pete the Plumber. And. Uh, the whole bit is basically they're coming me they're coming to me for money for a commercial that they made. I won't pay them because to me they fucked up their my commercial like okay. they, they 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 and um <clears throat> and then it just gets to this point where like Sam is all like, hey, you know it's just business is business ha 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 and then I go ho 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 and then it just becomes this ha 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 match right scene so I got you which is really cool man they 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 actually wrote me into that and I thought that was cool okay yeah. got you awesome awesome so I don't know from what I heard from other comedians that acting is it, I mean obviously it's completely different than comedy but uh, a lot of comedians don't like it don't it, like acting yeah because it's so uh, time consuming and you're told what to do and that whole thing because a lot of comedians are against the system and they got this gig because uh, it's it's on their own terms they can kind of do what they want and, that's the plus side and, about it yeah yeah so I, it, did you enjoy acting I love acting yeah. I started off as an actor okay <clears throat> so like when I, when I when I first got into entertainment I did it as an actor and then I went from acting to improv, and then from doing improv, that's when I ended up like getting a camera and editing equipment, and then I started becoming a filmmaker. Okay. So uh, for me, acting, it doesn't bother me at all. Not at all. I'm not one of those comedians that's just like like that at all. No, I, I, I like acting. And it is true, man. There's... It, it's a lot of sitting around and waiting. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard. Because those they, camera setups take up forever sometimes. Uh -huh. You'll be sit. You'll you'll do one take, boom, you're done, and then they're like, go to your trailer for three hours. Yeah. And just sit around until we're ready to set you up again. Uh -huh. So that can that can drive some people crazy. Right. Right. You know? I mean, maybe you could get other things done while you're just sitting around. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Oh, I start yeah. doing my taxes and shit. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> or working on your act, if, or, if you if you want, you know, writing. Or setting up Tinder dates. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> or that, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, yeah, that's it's really cool. It seems like you you are a pretty tra well-traveled guy. Uh, it, it, on your Instagram, it looked like you were in Cambodia? Just recently, yeah. Okay. I was in Cambodia. How was that? It's cool, man. Yeah. I love Southeast Asia. That's yeah. my favorite, favorite place to travel because uh, everyone thinks you're a baller when you go out there. Okay. But nobody realizes that once you get there, you're, you're a king because your dollar stretches so far. Oh, you know okay. I mean? Like every meal is 30 cents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like rooms are $5, $10. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. So, yeah, Cambodia's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it was Tomb Raider. 
thing. What was it? Was uh, Angkor Wat. Angkor Wat is the um, the the ancient temples in Cambodia that they shot Tomb Raider in. Oh, I see. I, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Sense. It was it was one of the temples in the Angkor Wat um, complex. I forgot exactly what the name of that temple was that Angelina Jolie shot in, but but it's in that area. I got you. Yeah. And how how is it structures? I mean, they they got to be. Like create like huge and just just mind boggling. Like how did at some point ancient people made this? You yeah, gotta do. It's just like breathtaking. It is breathtaking, yeah. man. When you go to those big ass temples, and I've seen a lot of temples, and I'm almost getting to the point where I'm bored of seeing temples. So like now when I go to other countries, and they're like, "You want to see another temple?" I was like, "Dude, I've seen temples. It's enough." But yeah, this Angkor Wat one, man, was amazing because I I shit you not, it looks so surreal when you start approaching it. It looks like it's CGI. Yeah. That's how like otherworldly it is to your eyes when you're looking at it. You're like, it doesn't even look real. You feel like you're in a simulation. You yeah. Know? And yeah. even when I like, did you see the video that I shot of it uh -huh. on my Instagram? Yeah. Same thing. And then it when I, yeah, then when look I look at it, I'm like, nobody's gonna believe that's real, dude. I didn't think so either. I thought it was from a movie or something. Yeah. I swear. Yeah. That's cool, dude. And that's why I like I implore everyone to. Please go out and travel, especially if you're an American man. It's just it's very important. I think, I think that like like travel gets people to like open up their minds and stop being so closed-minded i think did you know that <clears throat> the majority of americans don't travel outside of america right yeah if i travel overseas i'm the only american in that country right i barely run into America. you run into all kinds of europeans people from other countries even africa the middle east those people will travel but Americans don't, man, and I think that like really makes that's the reason why a lot of us are closed-minded. I think something has to be said though too is if you are in America to travel around America and to get well versed in the other states and the other things, like go across the country, go to California, do that stuff. You know, there's a lot of things to do inside of America. That's the problem, and, and people don't even want to do that. Yeah, but they didn't want to do that. Exactly, you know? that is true. There's people that don't want to leave Dearborn. They're like, yeah. I was gonna stay in Dearborn my whole life. I'm like, I don't understand it. Don't you want to at least see Dearborn Heights? Nope. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just staying in Dearborn. But you're you're right, and I think that's the reason why Americans don't travel is because we have such a giant country that's practically bigger than fucking Europe itself. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So a lot of Americans, when they do travel, they just travel in America because there's so many things to see. Right. But yeah. man, I'm saying to push yourself to go out someplace else and especially try to go to these remote areas before they, they, they start, you know, um, building shit right. in, in the areas. I mean, like I was in Thailand three years ago, man, mm -hmm. and I forced myself to go to the northern part of Thailand to see these ancient hill tribes people because I wanted to get away from all the tourists all civilization wow. I hired this driver the guy drove me way up to the freaking north mountains and everything I was going to say they actually let you in because some of those tribes are like no way no, you it's are not, like not coming in no Thailand not like that yeah. But I mean, they're not, when I say ancient, I don't mean that they're still ancient now. I'm right, talking right, right. about like, it's, it's an a, old tribe. It's an old tribe. Right. And you know, they still have stores, they have electricity, they have cell phones and stuff like that. It's not like whatever. But there's these Chinese Muslims that, that are up there that have these, this beautiful headdress that's made out of beads and stuff. And I've seen pictures of it. And the whole time I'm like, dude, I can't wait till I see one of these people because I want to take a great picture of it and meet them. <clears throat> and as we're driving, I saw one of the ladies with that beautiful headdress walking. <clears throat> and I told her, I stop, stop. I got out, I bought something from her. I asked her if I could take a picture of her. She said, cool. I took this 
Nat Geo picture, man. It was a beautiful picture. And I told her thank you, and she walked away. And then I turned around, and there's a fucking 7-Eleven behind me. Oh, no way. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. So my point is is that, dude, get out there now before there's KFCs everywhere. Oh, shit, wow. Because I heard crazy. if you go to Egypt now, there's a KFC next to the fucking pyramid. Oh, sure. Yeah, because all... That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a business... It would make sense. Mm. Yeah. Why not capitalize on everyone, all the traffic that's coming through? 100%. Everyone's hungry. I get it. Yeah. I get it, too. But, at, yeah, at the same time, you almost want those stands that have the authentic food. You want the guy that's out there all day cooking or I'm whatever. I'm leaving America because I want to see something other than America. I don't want to go to Cambodia and see a goddamn Domino's pizza there. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. don't do that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, it takes away from the culture. It does, dude. Yeah. For me, it does, at least. Definitely, so. definitely. No, uh, I mean, but I got to, at first, go to New York City and then tr and then get well-versed in that area because I'm a pretty big food guy, and I love to... Whenever I go to a new, new place, I like to eat their food. Because I think that's the biggest thing that sets them apart from anywhere else. You know, Louisiana's got their own type of Louisiana's food. Louisiana's great. New York City's got their own kind of food. Right. California's got their own kind. You know, <laughs> all these, uh, the South with the barbecue. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got their own type of thing. Yeah. So once I go to California and I'm going to March, uh, my buddy is doing a bachelor party in Vegas. And then we're going to take a little uh, trip, you know, more west to California and L.A., and hopefully I can go and visit the comedy store. I can visit. Hit me up, man. All I live those, out there. All those. Yeah. You know I live there. Oh really? Okay. I live in L.A. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so I got you. hit me up, dude. I'll I got show you. you around and shit. That's Take cool. you to the comedy store, all kinds of shit. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so you, uh, you're living here, like right now, or? No, I'm. I'm only. I'm. I got flown in to do the Dearborn uh, Comedy Festival. Oh no shit! That's wow. That's going on this weekend. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So I, I performed last night, two shows, and then tonight I got two shows. Um, and then when the guy flew me out, he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna fly you off for that weekend." I was like, "Dude, make my return ticket after New Year's because the industry in in, in Hollywood." Comes to a grinding halt in December. There's really no reason for me to be there. Right. I was like, might as well just be in Detroit, uh -huh. be around family, friends, and shit. I got you. So you, so you do have family here, and then oh, yeah. you stay with them. I'm born and raised in Dearborn, man. Oh, okay. That's where I'm from originally. I got you. So I just moved out five years ago. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And then you moved to LA to pursue your dream, or? Yeah, I mean, I I moved to LA. I got pretty uh, lucky, man. Um, I, uh, I, there was this web series that I created called the Ed and Mo Show. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> it's a it's a show about two losers from Dearborn trying to start a business. It's a comedy and it mocks a reality show, and um, it's only produced by like me and my other friend. Mm -hmm. I did the majority of the editing, sound design, whatever. When you watch it, it looks like a real reality show crew came in and made this it doesn't oh, look like one or two well, people made it well with cameras and, and technology now i mean anyone can can, can produce and, and sure can, can do it if you have enough money you and know what talent. I mean? if you have two thousand bucks go buy a, a nice canon camera right and it's professional yeah and no one will ever think that you're you're not professional if you show them that right like, true but you also got to know what you're doing you yeah, also gotta. Point. You also uh -huh. gotta be one of those people that's like never satisfied with anything you make. You gotta be, gotta get better. Right. It's those people that 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 are like, hey, I bought a two thousand dollar camera. 
and then they make a shitty movie, and you're like, look how amazing it is. Right. It's just like, yeah. no, dude, you, you need can, to you like, take a step back and go, I need to do better, you know? Right. Well, yeah, I guess I could take that back. I, I take that back. Your first step, I, I would say, is go get a GoPro. $100 GoPro. <laughs> Cheap, you know? Right. Film whatever you want. Or on your you know, phone. Go, go, yeah, or, or on the phone. Get well-versed in editing and how your style is because everyone's style is different and what you like is what you like. Right. So really get well-versed in the software and how to actually film yeah. and then go ahead and... Because the camera's not going to do anything you want. do shit for you, mm -hmm. man. You know, yeah. I've seen so many things that were shot on a beautiful camera and then you just watch it and you're like, this is a piece of shit, you know? And I've seen other stuff where it was shot on uh, an iPhone and you're like, this is brilliant, you know? Yep. The content is king. Yep, exactly. There's a, 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 guy, a vlogger out there, he's pretty famous, uh, Casey Neistat, uh -huh. that I watch almost every one of his videos because they're so cool and the quality's good and his style, everything's awesome. He did a video where he filmed the entire thing and at the end of the video, he said, just to let you guys know, this is all filmed on an iPhone. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so surprised. Okay, you saw that video of uh, the, the, the temples? Yeah. Gliding in those temples? It's my iPhone. Yeah, oh, wow. Okay. All, all, all that video you see on there is shot on my iPhone. There you go. We're at that point now where it's just like, you have no excuse. If you want to shoot something, you have it in the in your pocket now. Uh -huh. And if you don't have it, someone has a phone like that in their pocket and ask them to borrow it. Right, right, right. Make the shit happen. The only weird part is, is some hick towns or some other cities that are aren't used to vlogging or filming. They're kind of like timid uh, about it. But I'm sure because you live in LA, people can't cameras everywhere. I'm yeah, sure it's everywhere. like second nature. It's Everyone's like, doing it. Yeah, man. yeah. But like, yeah. So I created that show. And then the web series. And then long story short, it ended up landing me a gig to produce this show on History Channel called Swamp People. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I produced that for three seasons. Oh, no shit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, like, um, it was really cool how it happened, too, man. It was, uh, 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 I put this boxer in my web series. His name is Tarek Salamasi. He was on the reality show The Contender. Okay. And <laughs> uh, he loved the web series that we created. So when I went to L.A. one time to visit... He calls me up and is like, you're in L.A. right now? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to hook you up, dude. And I'm like, what? He goes, I'm going to call the producer of Survivor and let him know that you're in town and you guys should have a meeting together. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So the guy lands me a meeting with this guy. The guy sits down with me. We start talking. And he he's only meeting me as a favor from Tarek, this uh -huh. producer. And we're talking and everything's going great. At the end of the thing, he's like, hey, man, I got to get back to work. It was really nice meeting you. He shook my hand. And, dude... I wouldn't let go of his hand, and I just looked him in the eye, and I was like, dude, give me a job. Yeah. And he gave me a job. Oh, wow. And that's how, that's how I moved to L.A. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, wait, so did you do uh, Survivor? or No, Swamp People. Or, oh, okay. you did Swamp People, Swamp but people. you knew someone from Survivor, right? He, he was one of the original executive producers of Survivor. Okay. And then now he's producing this, he was, at the time he was producing Swamp People. I got you. Yeah. Wow, okay. There's a lot there. Uh, first off, I was just recently in Louisiana, and on I-10, there's the bayou, and there's that big bridge that's right there, mm -hmm. and then, you know, the water flows through it. Um, the what bridge? Uh, there's a there's a bridge on I-10. Okay. And it's about 18 miles, and it's a I huge, know that one. long bridge. Yeah, yeah. When you go into New Orleans. Uh-huh. Yep. Right. So I was right over there, and I just thought it was funny because I watched Swamp People, and I was like, oh, wow, that, that, they're probably really close to right around this area, you know? I think, uh, I think Bruce 
the one of the characters, Bruce, uh, he has tags close to that bridge. Okay, I think so. Yeah, I got it because I've seen I've seen some footage where like we look at him and that was his area. One of the funniest guys that is not a comedian is Troy Landry. Oh yeah. Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah. He's so funny. If you have to have subtitles for English. It, it, how do you talk like that? I know. You know, it's, so we it's have to a whole new language. I know. It's a whole new language. The thing is, when you when I first went on the show, I couldn't understand a damn thing they were saying. But then all of a sudden, a year into the show, now I didn't need subtitles. I could understand what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Wow. That that. I mean, that, that's a cool. Oh, way. we gotta get them guided. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool way of, of making a living. I mean, hey, if yeah, just go out there fishing. You know, yeah. catch all those alligators. I mean, why not? We but, make those alligators. We made those alligators look more dangerous than they really are. Yeah, that was that was our job. Yeah. That was our job is to bump up the the drama and make it even crazier and make the splash the water. Yeah, and make the alligators stuff. look like yeah. they're out for vengeance and they're smart enough to plot and scheme. And it's just like, no, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're not that smart. <laughs> We're not that smart. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that that's got to be a whole another way of living. Yeah, yeah. Because they they live. In probably a house not bigger than this, maybe probably smaller. Uh, not the Landrys. No, Landrys are rich. Are they? I mean, they've been on the show for how long? Bro, oh, right, sure. right, yeah. Not only yeah. that, they're, they're 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 the Landrys are a very big big family down there. Oh, I didn't know that. They're okay. kind of like a dynasty. They're like really you. big, and, and all of them are in the alligator business, and then they're all, I think they also have other businesses too that they do this. So they don't only hunt alligators. They okay. do all kinds of other stuff too. I got it. Troy Landry's house is huge. Oh, wow. Okay. So is uh, RJ and J. Paul. They got a pretty big house, too. Is that the guy with the skin tight? Yeah, those sure guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then some of them are, yeah, like some of them live in like little shacks. And it all depends. Some of them some, some of them are all about, yeah, man, I'm going to use this money and live like a king. Some of them are like, nah, I still want to live in this shit shack. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, all depends, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you want to do? But uh, it's funny that you actually explained yourself and you did the whole thing because on your Instagram page it says producer, director, uh, comedian, I think, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it said all those things. Now, when it, I didn't know you were from LA, but if you were to fall into all those pieces, sometimes, L, and this is a big LA thing, and they, they'll write producer and they'll write all these different things for which they're barely that. You know what I mean? But just, just to have other eyes look at you. And, okay. and be like, well, this is what I did with this show, but I helped out. And I was the assistant. That's what they don't want to tell you. Okay. That I was the assistant producer. Okay. But it seems like you, you've you done all this stuff, and you are true blue 100%. And okay. that's awesome to know. Cool. For a fact. You know what I mean? I, I, I didn't know what to come, because I never met you. Right. This is our first interview. <laughs> right. So you just I, thought these guys just threw producer. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I had no no idea. I, I had no idea that you yeah, actually yeah. were there and you did the, the stuff and but you also, know your shit. I also produce a lot of independent stuff too, man. So I'm always constantly making videos. I'm always constantly trying to uh, just, I have to. I have this 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 itch that I have to constantly create something, mm -hmm. you know, whether I'm getting paid for it or not, you know? Right. If it's just something that I need to do on my own, I do it. Just like... It's a passion, you know. Uh huh. Definitely. Yeah, you got to keep evolving, keep keep growing it, and yeah, I mean that's that's the basis of, of my business right now. It's just trying to get it out there, trying to make more, do more, all that stuff. I mean, I went all the way to East Lansing for for a, for a podcast, and I'm willing to travel, do whatever I need to do because I do also have a show. Uh, it's called the Simple Simple Joe Eats, and that consists podcast? of podcast. 
No, no, no. This is this is a web web series. Okay. Um, I mean, web series. Uh, I have one one episode, and I want to make more, but time and scheduling and all that stuff because I need someone to actually film it. Uh, but anyway, uh, the first episode is of me traveling through Detroit city and then trying out all the foods and what the beer selection is and stuff like that. So hopefully I'm going to do a lot of the cities in, in Michigan and then I'll go on to wherever else, you know, and then go from state to state and see what, what go to Cambodia, up. bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it could go international. Yeah. Eat fried bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I had the fried bugs there. Yeah. Yeah, man. How, how that would are, be good for for a TV show. Definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how how is the? Uh, I heard something about chocolate crickets that are really good. I haven't in Cambodia, and I don't know about in Cam- Cambodia. I've never had but chocolate crickets. I wish they were. I had uh, I had regular fried crickets. Yeah. How were they? All right. I mean, yeah, it really didn't have much of a taste. I think the the it's crunchy. It's just crunchy. It's yeah. kind of like a very crunchy. Bland tasting popcorn. I got you. And then I had a water beetle. I had a fried water beetle. You know those big ass roach looking things. Oh yeah, yeah. And one of those. And did it pop in your mouth? No, it didn't pop in my yeah. mouth. But when I ate it, it was like, I liked the cricket better because the beetle took longer to chew. Oh right, you know yeah, stick in your mouth. Yeah, you don't want that. And then I ate a fried frog. They had this like, just then the frog looked like this. It looked yeah. Like it looked like it. It was it like it was alive when they threw it in the oil. Oh jeez. Yeah, and yeah. then. That was the worst because that took ten minutes to chew, dude. Oh wow! Yeah. So so smaller then, so you could actually eat. You what, could eat the frog. Eat a couple bites, or the frog was about this big, about three inches long. Okay, and then about maybe an inch and a half, two inches wide. Okay, and uh, yeah, but it was just really hard. Yeah, and this is the funny thing, man. It's like because I because because when I when I got into Cambodia, I hired this because uh, uh, um, I flew in there in the middle of the day and I was like, man, I don't want to just sit around and do nothing. So I hired a tour guide to give me what he, what's called a, a night food tour. So we just grabbed motorcycles and he would just take me around the city oh, okay. and we'd eat all these different types of food. Mm. And one of them was stopping off to this spot where it's, you know, they have crickets and shit. So okay. I tried the crickets, I tried that. And then when I caught the frog, uh, I looked at it and I was like, man, this thing is too big. It's like, it's about big enough to where you have three separate bites, right? Right. But in my American mind, I'm just like, first off, this is gross. Second of all, I don't want to bite. Yeah. Bite it in half. Yeah. To me, that's gross. Because now I got to chew it and then still hold and look at it. That's disgusting. Uh So instead, I looked at it. And then the Cambodian tour guys are looking at me, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna eat this whole thing. So I put the whole thing in my mouth, and it was the only time those Cambodians were like, ooh. <laughs> they were like, well, you put the whole thing in your mouth. Right, and I'm like, right. what, I'm not supposed to do that? And yeah. they were like, yeah, it's gonna take you a while to chew, bro. And yeah. they had to buy me a beer to wash it down, and yeah. it sucked. Yeah. Well, from what, I, yeah, from what I've seen, uh, the legs are the only thing that are, are you know, fried frog legs. Are, are a big thing. Yeah, but see, yeah. The, I think I think the 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 other fried frog legs that you get elsewhere, they're kind of soft. They they're like have the texture of chicken. This thing was cooked to the point of where it's like cardboard. Oof, geez. You're just eating. Yeah. A, yeah, it's nasty, dude. Yeah, I don't want to say I'm picky, but I'd be a little frightful of eating bugs and and frogs and all that other stuff and insects and stuff but like if that. You really want to make a good. Sh- episode for your for your show man. yeah oh make it stand out yeah because oh, yeah. 
because my landlord was went to Cambodia with his wife, and they're like really adventurous. Uh -huh. They showed me pictures of everything they ate. They ate everything that I, 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 I couldn't do the tarantula. They had tarantula on a stick. Did they really? Oh, giant, like the size of your hand. Oh, on a stick, mm. dead. I'm like, no, dead scorpions on a stick. Ugh. They have this thing that I wouldn't eat, which was a, it was an egg, but it was an egg with a half-formed chicken. Inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, uh, that's Filipino. Uh, or, they, it's 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 big in, Fili in the Philippines. Uh, it's uh, 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 bagut, I think. Is, is that, that what it's called? called? Are you yeah. Filipino? No, no, my buddy is that records here, so oh, okay. I, I know a few things that yeah, and he that's what he said. It, it's in our family. It, it's it's a part he of the culture. It, he eats it. No, hell no. He's like, I would not touch that with a ten foot stick. There is no way I'm eating that thing, but it's in the culture, it's in the family. There's yeah. always one person in the family, some older guy. That's into it. That's Yeah, that likes it. But everyone else is, don't even come near me with that thing. Because, like you said, it's it's a full, it's like a formed chicken. He showed me a picture, yeah. man, like they cut it in half and he opened it all. It's just yeah. this gross uh -huh. looking, dude. Uh -huh. It looks like something out of an alien movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, you ate that? And then they also eat like uh, uh, barbecued rats. And then uh, apparently my landlord said the little rat was the best tasting thing he's had out there. I'm like, you're out of your fucking really? mind, dude. That's weird because a lot of times with animals or anything that you eat, you always look at what its diet is and what's a rat's diet. Well, a diet. I mean, well, it, to, it, unless it's corn fed. And, and yeah, in yeah. their defense, in their defense, <laughs> it's not a sewer rat. Okay. It's, it's a farm rat. Uh, okay. It's that might be a little different. It's okay. a rat. It's a healthier rat that is actually eating stuff off the farm. Right. Right. You know, right. So okay. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Because that also has to do with where you hunt. Like if you got a farm raised uh, uh, deer and you're a hunter, that's going to taste a whole heck of a lot better than you go way up in the boonies in, in northern Michigan where it's not eating anything. Yeah. And you're going to shoot that thing. It's going to taste like nothing. That's exactly. It's going right. to taste like game. It's you know, true. gamey. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, that's it's really cool. You're uh, um, from LA, so how's the comedy store? Because I've heard store. a lot about it, and I want to go there more than anything in the world. The comedy store is surreal, dude. Yeah, it really is. Cause yeah. um, I've been in comedy, improv, writing, directing, making videos, producing stage plays, uh, acting comedically. Um, never took all of my ex my experience and 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 never did stand up. So I just started doing stand up in January. Oh, really? First wow. time I did it. Okay. So almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah. yeah. And I've been very fortunate to perform at the comedy store four times this year. Yeah. So that was really cool, man. And performing at the comedy store is is and just hanging out there is it's surreal, man. Because you can go in there, you'll do a show. And then after you, Kevin Nealon is fucking doing it, is set. So is it like what they were saying? And then all the comedians are telling, or on podcasts, they'll say, there's all these guys there, and they're just hanging out. Are they really just there, hanging out, or just Let me walking you. around? Let me tell you. <laughs> you walk downstairs after doing a show at the Belly Room, yeah. and then you're walking down, and there's uh, Eliza Schlesinger and Joe Rogan having a conversation. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay showing off his challenger in the back. Yeah. Bill Burr is sitting by the bar talking to somebody you've never seen before. Yeah. They're just, just Sam Tripoli's hanging out. It's wow, just, that's crazy. You know, I was yeah. sitting down with Sam Tripoli uh, like a month and a half ago, no just shit. trying to get, get you know, advice from him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's and, uh, awesome. Yeah. To be honest, I haven't had the 
courage yet to start going up and talking to all the other people. Dave Chappelle. Uh-huh. Dave Chappelle. Well, like, look, like this one night, we were, I was just hanging out at the comedy store. I didn't have a show. It's a good hangout. I went to hang out at the comedy store, yeah. and Jeff Ross was on stage doing his set, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of comedians come like walking in the back, and one guy whispers in my ear, hey, dude, Dave Chappelle just came into the building. Yeah. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we're all sitting right here because rumor is he's going to jump on stage and surprise Jeff Ross. I was like, cool. So set right there. Next thing you know, Dave Chappelle. Oh. Everyone goes crazy. Wow. Now there's two microphones on stage, and Jeff Ross and Dave Chappelle are just talking about when they were open micers and making the audience laugh with old stories of them coming up as comedians. Yeah. And then Russell Peters comes up on stage. Wow. And now there's three microphones. You got Russell Peters, Dave Chappelle, and this. And then... Jeff Ross had to go upstairs and host roast, uh, a judge roast battle. He gave the stage to Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle did 45 minutes of brand new material. Wow. That's so cool. That is so cool. And then, yeah. and then just before I came out here, um, I was at the comedy store, and usually if you're a comic at the comedy store, the, the doormen know you. They just let you in. Uh -huh. you know, they just let you in. And uh, one time I tried to go in, and the doorman's like, no, 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 man, I can't let you in here right now. I'm like, why? He's like, there's a secret show. What's the secret show? <clears throat> he goes and looks around. He goes, don't tell anybody, but it's Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's shooting his special up here. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he's shooting his special for six days. They call it the secret show because they don't want this place to go crazy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went online really quick and I looked and there was tickets left for the last show and I bought them. Yeah. Took me and my friend, <clears throat> sat right there. The producer, because they're filming it, because I guess the way I look, I look Middle Eastern or whatever they wanted, like... And they put me way in the front. Yeah. And I'm like, like from here, yeah. from me to you, yeah. Dave Chappelle. And it was like, and he did brand new material and it was amazing. Wow. I mean, is this one that he, that is released right now or is it coming out? It's or? coming out. I think it's okay. coming out in January. Okay. I think it's coming out after the new year. Oh, okay. Man, man, this is so much, his stuff is so much funnier than the last two specials that he released. I got you. The guy's just, he's, he's got, that guy's got material for days, man. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. That mine. So I, I can't wait for you to come in March, man, I, uh, and, and I should I should be there. Hit me up, man. I'll show you. We'll take you to the comedy store. Okay. Hopefully we'll go you uh, go there on a night where you'll, you'll there's, there's always celebrities there. Yeah, right, right. I mean, if I could run into Rogan, that would be nuts, because I am. You will see Rogan there a lot. I'm the, I'm the biggest fan. I, I love the, Rogan. I, I listen to every single Joe Rogan podcast, and this is the inspiration. Why I'm here right now, right. doing this podcast, is because of Rogan. You're right. I listen to his, and I'm. I I thought, why not? The reason why I'm doing stand up is because of Rogan. Like listening to Rogan, he humanized it for us. He made us realize that stand up comics are not just funny. They work their asses off to uh -huh. make that shit funny. Right. And then when you really realize that all it is is a grind and that you just got to keep writing and keep trying and keep throwing things at the audience, things don't stick, work it. Uh -huh. Things don't stick, work it. Once Joe Rogan had that ability in his podcast to sort of bring that to a human level. To right. some of us. So someone like me who was like, I don't think I could be a stand-up, hearing Joe Rogan talk about what it's like, I'm like... Man, it's just like everything else in life. It's all about you just got to keep doing it until you get good at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was... Who, who was it? It was um, Neil Brennan. He was just on a, on, on Rogan's podcast. Yeah, and he was talking with... Uh, who who was it? Um, a black comic I'm thinking of. Chris Rock. Okay. He was talking with Chris Rock, and Chris Rock said, I don't know how, but Joe Rogan somehow willed his way to the top. He willed his. He just kept going to it, kept going at it, kept going at it, and now, 
He's got a, a fucking compound. He has a warehouse. Chris a Rock warehouse. What's that? Chris Rock said No, 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 no. Okay. So the quote ended with with him just saying he willed his way to the top. And what I'm saying is, yeah, I can agree. I fully agree with that because he did podcasting before it was cool. He did it before it was anything. He did it on, like, Justin TV or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Some streaming service. And now he's in a warehouse. Yeah. You know, he has an a, a MMA gym. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has his mats. I know, dude. It's the whole thing. Like, that's crazy. When before, it was just him and Brian Redband in front of a computer, and maybe a thousand people were listening. I know. And I, 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 I started listening <laughs> to it in 2012 when Red Band used to be the producer of it. Before and Jamie, yeah. Before Jamie, when, yeah. when, when every, uh, when every, when every episode was done like this. Meow. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Start a little cat uh-huh. sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back in the day. Yeah. Oh, and the also day. at the com- at the comedy store, you know about Kill Tony? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You ever yeah. watch that Kill Tony? It's good to be there because Red Band hangs out there. Red Band's funny, man. He's a cool yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet to meet him. That'd be awesome. But uh, no, yeah, I saw. Uh, um, Tony Hinchcliffe and Jeremiah Watkins, and they did I a show in Ferndale. Yeah, yeah. And Jeremiah is hilarious. And man. I saw, and I met both of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, uh, uh, Hinchcliffe was tiny. Wow, I, I it, it doesn't, it, you don't really see it on stage, but man, when you go meet him, it's almost like because I got kind of got big hands and I just were wrapped right around. And, yeah, yeah. But both of the dudes, they're, they're awesome. They're so yeah. cool to, to meet and all yeah. that. Jeremiah Watkins is a very talented dude, that guy. I felt so embarrassed because my, my podcast was a lot less than what it is now. and It was way in its infancy. And I was thinking about going up to him uh, and, and being like, hey, you want to do a podcast? But I, I couldn't do it then. I, didn't, I wasn't on iTunes. I didn't, have a, I didn't have anything about it. And I wasn't well uh, experienced in the whole thing. And I, I would have just seemed like I just a moron just yeah. going up and asking him. Yeah. But now what I want to do is get my a couple of my really good episodes of the podcast, put them on a flash drive, have a business card, and then hand and see if other comedians would want that in L.A. Cause would want what in L.A.? Uh, the 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 podcast just to get more exposure. Oh, okay. Or you know, hand you know, hey, listen to podcast. If they don't. Throw it away, whatever. Yeah. Hey, at least they have it. Yeah, at least yeah, there's yeah. An, a chance that they, they might listen to it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So that's my plan with, with that. But yeah, I remember seeing. Or I I remember it was uh, a year ago now. Um, I went to Buffalo, and from here to Buffalo is it's it, it, it's only about six four hours, maybe five hours. So me and a buddy went through Canada, and we went to Buffalo. We got a hotel and we saw uh, Joey Diaz and we saw uh, Joe Rogan, and that was a cool, really cool. How experience. was Joey? I haven't seen Joey Diaz live yet. No, yeah. I saw him at the. At, it was a kind of a bigger stadium, or a theater, I should say. Uh-huh. It was at a theater, and he, yeah, the whole place sold out. And he's good. Uh, his energy is just completely different. And it's crazy, and it's sporadic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he goes in, in, in different rants, and it's just it's it's so cool. But uh, I also saw him in Indianapolis because with the other company that I work for with trucking, I had a uh, there's a center there in, in Indianapolis, and I remember listening to a podcast of his, and he's like, "Hey, I'll be in Indianapolis," and I was gonna be there, so I bought tickets, and I was so excited. I went to the bathroom and I came back, and there's this big, short guy with a big head, gelled back hair, 
and I just see him from behind. I'm like, fuck, that's Joey Diaz. Holy shit. <laughs> He's not that tall, is he? No, 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 no. He's like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, average height, but yeah. big dude. And uh, I was so embarrassed. I, I made an ass out of myself completely because I was a little drunk. And I was just giggling the whole time. And I was like, holy shit, it's Joey Diaz. I go to shake his hand and whatever. But his, uh, the smaller the show for him is a lot better. With uh, Rogan, it's opposite. I feel I've never seen Rogan in a small show. I have, and I don't know. I, I have nothing to compare it to, I but I feel like house. he's more of a theater comic. Actually, because he's he, he's he's more excited. He yells a lot. He gets ramped up, and it's Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like you know he prefers the smaller rooms. Does he? That's okay. what he said in his podcast. Okay, you know? right. It just seems I like, prefer the smaller ones too. Do you? It's yeah. more in tune. You're more there. Like 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 Dave Chappelle shot his special in the belly room. Did he really? The belly room's the smallest room in the comedy store. Right. And I I, I know why, because to me, the belly room's my favorite. Okay, you know, now... It's, it's, it's the room where they put the other shows at and stuff like that, because the main room and the original room are the two main rooms. So, But the belly room, dude, you feel like you're in a, like a, a tiny New York club, and everybody is packed in like sardines so close to you, and then when, you, when your joke hits... Dude, you feel the laughs. You don't hear them. You feel them. Yeah. Like it pushes you against the wall. I got you. It's so rewarding. So there's three rooms to the comedy store. Yeah. Original, main, Original, belly. main, and belly. Right. Got you. Okay. Yeah. And so there's what? There's like probably like two stages for the original and for the main. And then downstairs is the belly. And upstairs. Upstairs. The belly okay. is upstairs. It's kind of like the attic. <laughs> it's kind of like an attic version of I got the other ones. Yeah. So if you buy a ticket... To go to the comedy store. Yeah. You can just kind of float around and whatever happens. And For the most who, part. Okay. For the most part, when you're with a comedian, you can, like, move around more. Here's the cool thing about the comedy store. Other com uh, other um, other comedy clubs, especially in L.A., don't have what the comedy store has. And the comedy store has this patio in the front. Mm -hmm. So when you first are walking down Sunset Boulevard and you come to the comedy store, the first thing you see is an outside bar. Okay. And it's just outside. And you don't even need a ticket. You just can you just go in there and just say what's up to Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, right. you know what I mean? And uh, order a drink. You don't even got to watch a show. You can just hang out. That's the cool thing about the comedy stores. You can hang out. When it comes to going in and seeing the shows, mm -hmm. you need a ticket. Uh, otherwise, if you're a comedian or if you're rolling with the comedian, we can go in and out of all the rooms so long as there's places to sit in the back. I got like you. if the main room is too packed, they won't let us in there because they don't want us to block any entrances and shit like that. I got you, okay, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, but but there's usually what, are there all, some nights all three stages are running at the same time or no? Almost every night. Oh, okay, Almost every night. Because I follow the comedy store on Instagram and they always have their lineup, mm -hmm. but it's always original room or main room. Yeah. It's never, all three, which is kind of strange. So I wonder if they just get the main or the big acts for whichever stage that they want. So the big acts usually go in the original room and the main room, and then like the smaller acts usually go in the belly room. And the uh, uh, what happens with the belly room is is sometimes those some some of the big comedians will do what they call a hat trick, where where like Joe Rogan, oh, right. Joe Rogan will do a, a set in the original room. And then he'll do a set in the main room, and then he'll pop in in the belly room. You know what I'm saying? So that's always so. Like when I'm I'm doing a show in the belly room, that's when the celebrities will come in in between us. I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Wow. That's 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 really cool. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to to go over there. But I, I just feel like I'd be too geeked out and too much of a fanboy to actually meet Rogan. And it's like he's right here. Holy yeah, shit! No, me too. I, 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 see I haven't even fucking walked up to him and 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 and, and uh, um, introduced myself because part of me is kind of like, dude, I don't want to be that guy. But at the same time, I think I, I, I at least need to go up there. And so my, my New Year's resolution is to start to actually talk, start talking to everyone. Okay. You know yeah. What I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Is I mean, you seem like you're a little different, but a lot of the other comedians that I listen to, they seem a little closed-minded, and they seem a little too shy in order to ask people, hey, do you want to do the podcast, or hey, let's go do a comedy show, hey, let's do this, let's do that, that type of thing. It seems like the majority of comics are kind of, they have to be asked, like you have to go to them, or they're not ones to set up things, I don't know. Set up things for what? Like for 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 a podcast for whatever it is. Like I don't think in LA they would do the thing that I'm doing right now. Like I never met you. I I, I just saw you on on a page, and I inquired, and now you're here. Right. I don't know if that's something that that uh, a, a a comedian would actually want to do type thing, but maybe it's different. I don't know. I mean, it all depends, yeah. really. I don't know, man. Like when when you're talking about those those people that are at the top, you know, they, it's 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 probably harder to get them to do that. You probably need like a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. It's probably probably the best way to do it. But why not try, man? Right. I mean, to be honest, I know where you're coming from. Part of you is like, part of me is the same way. It's like, man, I don't know if I want to do that. But at the same time, it's like, you won't know until you ask. Right. You know. Right. 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 So I got you. Yeah. That makes sense. So so how's your writing process? Is How it, is my writing? My it, writing process is very sporadic, dude. Yeah. Uh, I try to devote uh, at least two hours a day to sit down and write. Okay. And sometimes. Like about the day happen. or about what happened? Just kind of just jot down whatever. Well, it depends on what I feel, man. Okay. Sometimes I will write a sketch mm -hmm. that I might want to film sometime. Uh, a lot of the times my stand-up material comes to me when I least expect it. That's mm -hmm. where my that's where the impetus comes from, and usually it happens when I'm like doing dishes. I'll be doing dishes, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of doing dishes, I'm like, "Whoa!" An idea just shoots into my brain, and I gotta drop everything, and I gotta write it down somewhere so I can remember it. I got it. And then later on, you know, if I ever have another day that I'm writing, I'll try to. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll go through the stuff that I jotted down, and then go, "Yeah, you know what? Let me extrapolate on this idea that that I that that came to me a couple days ago." All right. And then I just write it out, and um, I'm trying to go the route of, uh, um, I try to go the route of, like, uh, uh, Titus. Titus uh, was on uh, uh, Burt Kreischer's podcast, and he's, he had this really interesting thing. Did you hear how, how he said he writes it? He goes, uh, when he writes his jokes, he doesn't try to be funny at first. He just writes them. It's like a story and be yeah. very detailed and okay. whatever, and then go over that and figure out what's funny, and then start adding all that stuff in. Okay. Sometimes I do that, and whatever. but I mean, for me, it's, 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 it's. But um, is it pen and paper? Is it uh, on your phone or is it just phone work? and computer? Okay. I don't do the pen and paper thing, man. I wish I did. Cause I see a lot of comedians doing the pen and paper thing, but I don't know why, man. But I've, I've been a computer guy. It's just it works better for me. Right. All right. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been trying to write a lot more. I feel as though whenever I read and I write and I'm throwing like mental math problems, my my mind is more in line, more in tune, and then I can focus more on on things that I want to accomplish type thing. When you write it, you mean? 
when when I do all all those things, like okay. to exercise my mind. Okay. I feel like it, some stretches I'll not write or not read anything, and it feels like all my ideas and everything is kind of more sporadic and like ADHD to the to the max type right, thing. Right. Right. So yeah, I can I can definitely see that. But some some comics, it's weird. You'll see them just go up on stage. They'll just have like a set thing. Yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. This, and then they just go up and try it. I do that too. Yeah, once okay. in a while. I got it. It depends on on, on on Sometimes I'll I'll come up with something where I'm like I know the three bullet points and I'll just be like, all right, let's try it out. Yeah. And uh, you know that's 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 really how you figure out if stuff works, man. You got to take those risks. Okay. Like yesterday, uh, I bombed in the second show. Uh, because I'm I'm like doing a show in front of uh, like a lot of Muslims mm -hmm. and Arabs, and I have some pretty offensive shit. You okay. Know? Like how like I have this bit about how I'm uh, I'm a United States Marine and like how the Marine Corps really changed me as a Muslim the day that I realized that I was gonna start eating bacon. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. right. Well, funny uh -huh. to you, yeah. but to everyone in that audience is like, "Oh, you fucking asshole!" Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, but, but I, but I took that chance yesterday, man, and uh, it was a bad choice. But it's good. I learned something. You know what right. I'm saying? So. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah it, I just was uh, watching uh, uh, Jay Larson. I don't okay. know if you're familiar. No. It seems like because he's very structured in his uh, story is from beginning to end and it's like everything has little points here and here and here it's so layered and so structured and so laid out i don't think he's the type of guy to just go up on stage and rattle off joey diaz is definitely one of those guys he didn't have to write anything he just get the fuck up there he does though. say whatever he wants and everyone will hysterically laugh and he even writes which is kind of crazy yeah. to me yeah because he doesn't need to he, he does, really does. Kind of, kind of. Like, 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 like. I'm I, when I write, it's very structured. When you see it, and you can, and just like what you were saying, that one guy I could. I, I have, uh, I'll write in in a in a notepad called Evernote, and I'll just type it out regular, right? Mm -hmm. And the key is to truncate, make it shorter, make it short. How do I make this joke shorter? Mm -hmm. And what I'll do is, is let's say I'll have that paragraph, and I think I've gotten it to a point that I like. I will bold. All of the points that I know or I think are going to get laughs. Mm -hmm. So now I have this paragraph and I have certain lines that are bolded and other ones that are not. And my goal is to truncate it so that all the bold stuff is closer together. So that way the laughs come sooner and sooner and sooner and sooner. Okay. That's how I do it. Now, I'm very structured in that way. I like to come in with the full idea of what it is that I want structurally, and then when I get on stage, my best sets are when I sort of like take that, throw it to the wind, and then just go off the top of my head. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like right. it's kind of like it's kind of like you're driving with the GPS is one way to do it. That that means that's very structured. Or instead of driving with the GPS, you look at the directions really quick and then you put it down and just do it yourself. Oh, okay, got you. You see okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you it's structured, you know where you're supposed to go, but then you say, fuck the map, I'm just gonna improvise and just figure out where it goes from here. That makes sense. Okay. You know? I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now imp imp improvisation is definitely an art and it takes some balls to get up there. So I don't I don't know if this is true, but to get over that fear, because everyone almost, what is it, 95% of people have stage fright. In order to get get away from that and stretch some things, do karaoke. 
do karaoke to a song that you really know. Just get up there. Everyone's looking at you, but not really. You know, that's true. It's, it's, it, I that's feel a like place it, to fail. it's, it's, a, it's, it, it does have some correlate. I've never done stand up com- comedy, but I feel like there's a little uh, correlation there where you're up there and people are drinking, they're having a good time. They might not be looking at you, they might be looking at you. Who knows? They're definitely gonna laugh because of how you're singing, and you're just gonna have to get over it. And the more you do it, it's just like an exercise. Yeah. It's, the more, the more you get up there, I the more you do. I still get stage fright every once in a while. Most of the time I don't, but there's times where you get terrified. Like yesterday, uh, the second show yesterday, I was terrified because I was just like, dude, I'm going to offend the fuck out of these people. Yeah. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And, I was, and then sure, when I got up there, some some of the laughs in the beginning hit, but then once I started getting into the bacon realm, all of a sudden everyone was just, you could see the air left the room. Yeah, you right, know what I'm right. Saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it was a, a club in Dearborn? Yeah, it's at it's at the Arab American National Museum. That's where it was. Oh wow! It's the Dearborn Comedy Festival. Okay, I got you. And that's where you're performing today. Yeah, performing tonight. again tonight, right? Okay, I got you. Two shows tonight. Two shows, seven and nine. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm performing tomorrow at the uh, the Detroit Underground. Oh, okay, I got you. They're moving that to Hamtramck now. Did you see that? No, because they were because it's supposed to be at the Park Bar, but apparently now they're doing it at the Ghost Light in Hamtramck. Okay, yeah. I got you. So there so there are uh, a lot of spots that you can do. Uh, stand up around here. I'm I'm not a, too aware of the spots around here. I'm still learning. Yeah, I'm still learning. I'm still reaching out. Um, I'm going to a lot of open mics out here. Uh, wh- one thing that's really cool with the scene out here is now, like just last year, I couldn't go to an open mic every night. Now there's like all much more open mics, and now like you can pretty much hit one open mic a night, and that's big for Detroit. That's uh-huh. great. So oh okay, the okay. scene is picking up, man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I ever wanted to pursue it, I, I guess I would have a really good way of going around it. Yeah. But yeah. Do you stage fright? Do you have stage fright? A little bit. Not not too much. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, I can definitely get up there and I don't know. I, I'm easy about getting karaoke. That's, that's fine with me. Karaoke's I, no problem. Yeah, I, I can get up there. I and, suck at karaoke. And, yeah, really? Yeah. Fuck you, I suck <laughs> at it. Yeah. I only do the, the tone deaf songs like Satisfaction from Rolling Stones because I can just scream into the mic. And, right, you know, right. Just be mad. Sublime's pretty easy. There's, cer- there's certain there's certain bands that you can pick. It's yeah. simple. Just I'm get trying to get better at karaoke, man. Because a lot of my friends, especially actors and 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 performers in in Hollywood, they love karaoke. Yeah, yeah, they love it. They love to do karaoke all the time. I got you. So, have you been on any other podcasts um, around the LA area? No. no. Wait a minute. Wasn't I on a? No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. I've only done maybe like two other podcasts, and none of them were in the LA area. Really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Because you have all the exposure right there. I mean, it's like there's podcasts everywhere around there. There is. Everybody's doing yeah. a podcast. Every comedian that's hanging out at the thing the store is doing a podcast. Right. There's a right. guy named Omid who does a podcast at the comedy store at is the it patio. The, is it the comedy store podcast? Is that the one? No. It's no? a different one. Oh, okay. It's a different one. Yeah. Not the comedy store podcast. There's another one where this. Uh, it's like a basement. Middle East. That, that, that one's at the basement. Yeah. The yeah. one at the comedy store. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of funny because when Rogan was doing it, there was a bunch of guys that were trying to get down there, and uh, they, they were they had a lookout guy, but I don't know if he went to the bathroom or something, and they're trying to get back there, and and Rogan's like, get the fuck out of here! Oh, like, I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I heard there's, that. There's one. People breaking into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's I the mean, price you pay, Rogan, for being famous. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it's, it's so cool though. Yeah, it, it see it's that almost seems like the question of 2017. Hey, do you want to do a podcast? 
Yeah. It's all it, it's the question of 2017. It's true, dude. I did a podcast with um, my friends of mine, and I don't know why they haven't put it up yet. I'm I'm wondering maybe if they're afraid I'm going to offend everyone. But yeah, uh, the podcast is uh, my neighbors are dead. Okay. It's a podcast that my my buddy Adam Peacock and Nate Dufour created. It's a really cool podcast where they invite a comedian over uh-huh. to pretend that they're the neighbor of the of of a character in a horror film. Okay. So I played the next door neighbor to of Freddy Krueger. And and then they just ask me questions and I have to like answer it in that character's oh, wow. thing. And okay. I can't help it, man. I love playing racist characters and I love like doing stuff that's like really pushing the envelope and uh-huh. stuff. So I ended up making this character like really Republican and and somebody who hates Arabs. Yeah. And I'm Arab, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like in the thing, the guy's like, so do you think Freddy Krueger is a threat to, to the neighborhood? And I was like, no. You know what I think the real tre- threat to the neighborhood is? Fucking Arabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started going off and that. Right. And I don't know, they haven't posted yet. And I, I'm, I'm worried, they're afraid they're gonna fucking get offended. People are gonna offend people. Are, we, are they on iTunes and the whole dealer? Yeah, yeah. my neighbors are dead. Okay. Yeah, check it out, it's pretty cool. I wonder, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, the first thing that when you said the title of that podcast, I was thinking about the Seinfeld joke about, or no, maybe it was a Seinfeld. Maybe it was Mitch Hedberg. I can't remember. But. It was something along the lines of whenever you find someone uh, like that died or got killed in a house, the neighbors always, oh, it was the Seinfeld one. He's like, the neighbors always are right. The neighbor is always living and there always has their side of the story. Oh, you know, he was a really nice guy and I can't believe someone would actually kill him. Yeah. The whole thing. The neighbor is always all right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but the neighbor is always all right. Yeah, I saw Seinfeld uh, at the Fox here. Well, How well, was he? He, he? I thought he was really good. How he long just, ago? Maybe three years ago now. Yeah. yeah. It was good? Yeah, I thought it was. And and re- he did a lot of classic jokes, but at the end, he, he uh, asked for other people, like, uh, requests. That was his encore, his requests. Hey, what, do you, what joke do you want to hear? And so he did three or four of uh, crowd uh, requests. Requests of old jokes? Of old did? jokes. Oh, hey, okay, there's well. a bit about this, and then he would go on about it, but... Yeah, he was uh, he was good. It was just whatever you saw, like the intros of Seinfeld, and if you're used to that, he he's definitely a lot like lower and less energy than when you saw him live. Live, it was like he was to the max. Well, he yeah. was screaming a lot more. He you was more energetic. To. He was more in your because on film you have to be you have uh, film over exaggerates what you are so in in whenever you like are acting and film you have to tone it down mm-hmm. otherwise it looks too big right yeah that's, and that's it's how film is right and it's not a live it's it, they don't want to portray it as a live performance not that it's yeah. just that if 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 you were to like if you were to get a stage actor uh-huh. and put them in front of a camera it would look horrible right because they are they're just too big and you know it's yeah. just because the camera's so close to you it's just little little tiny nuances of of of, of expressions in your face are are big to the camera you know what i'm saying so yeah it makes sense like if you're if you're gonna see somebody on stage they, they have to be bigger because they have to sort of fill the room you know? right 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 i got you no that yeah that definitely makes sense because yeah rogan was a lot more energetic uh 
Joey Diaz looked like he sweat through his shirt, which uh, he probably did. <laughs> I gotta see him live, man. I gotta get on it, dude. Yeah. He, he shows up at the at the comedy store all the time. It's just every time he's been there, I just haven't had a chance to go down. Yeah, he did. He actually did just did a show with Wheeler Walker Jr. Who, who's, who's that? It's a comedy. Uh, he was a comedian. Uh, ben, I think he was on the Ben Hoff, Ben Hoffman was uh, his comedy. Oh, okay. his, his comedian name. Okay. And then he became uh, a country artist. That's right. And he switched it to Wheeler Walker Jr. Wheeler Walker, he does that funny... He does yeah, funny, yeah. Uh, One of his songs is eat, uh, kicking ass, or eating pussy and kicking ass. Yes, that yeah. guy's hilarious. And then man, fuck you, funny. bitches. He was just on the podcast not too long ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, he he had, but, but before he came out, uh, Diaz did a, a, a little uh, show for him. He no, opened up for him? Yeah, he opened up for, nice. for Wheeler Walker. And then, yeah, but... Uh, I guess they had signs uh, at the Wheeler Walker show that said, "Where's Lee, his, uh, his producer?" Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has honestly become one of the most popular ones. Uh, Lee Sayat, just just from yeah, just from doing the podcast, just getting high. Mm-hmm. Like he, he barely does anything. I know. <laughs> so, uh, but, but Joey Diaz loves him, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him and Lee, man, it's just a perfect match. And it's weird because... It's a perfect match because, yeah, Lee is like this timid guy who needs his ass kicked. Right. Right? Uh-huh. Somebody needs to be toughened up. And, and Joey Diaz is like the big brother that's just like, yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. Talk yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> right. Eat this 800 milligram fucking chiba-chew, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dude, I, I fucking... Those chiba-chews are the worst. Have you ever had those? No. Yeah. Fuck Joey Diaz, yeah. man. I fucking turns the world upside down. He, fu- he fucked up one of my dates, man. I had a date with this girl, yeah. and then one day I was at a dispensary and I saw a chiba chew behind the counter. Ooh. And this is after I heard Joey Diaz talk about these chiba chews. And I asked the lady, I was like, "Yeah, how much are those?" She's like, twelve dollars. I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. Let me let me grab one." So she gives it to me, and I'm driving thirty minutes to this girl's house for this date, and my dumbass ate the thing, okay, and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got to her freaking apartment, I stepped out of the car, and I shit you not, my foot felt like it went through the earth. Like, it, it kicked in. Yeah. And next thing you know, like, her apartment seemed like 500 miles away. Oh, no. And it took me so long to get up the stairs. And then I realized, I was like, oh, dude, I think I fucked up. And when I went in the girl's apartment... I like you know it's over when you go to the couch and you start taking your shoes off because oh, you know, it's, like, yep, yep. it's time to sleep now and yep. I was like oh no and she's blow drying her hair and I laid down and I emptied out my pockets and I put everything on the table and the wrapper from the Chiba Chew was there and I didn't read the wrapper until now and the bottom of the wrapper said four doses oh no so you're supposed to take a quarter of it the yeah. last thing i remember was her walking out of the thing in this beautiful black dress her hair is all fucking done up and everything she's like you ready and i'm like i gotta tell you something yeah. <laughs> pass the fuck out dude didn't wake up till the next morning oh, wow Just yeah fuck chiba chews dude right i mean I, I i i took a cookie that they they took the i forget what it is it's like the trimmings of it and they make edibles out of it well i took that big cookie i did what Typical every guy does or every person does that doesn't actually never had an edible before I cut it in half and I ate that thing waited like an hour or so and it was time delay for me I mean an hour I was probably supposed to kick in it's like well this thing's not even working So I took the rest of it and then it kicked in yeah yeah 45 minutes after that it, it, it kicked in and 
Yeah, I, I full on hallucinated. I kept th thinking that the cat was at the door. I kept walking back and forth to my bed, and then I would lay down. Then I would w wake up again. Then I'd lay down. It's wow, like, dude, I've never hallucinated on on eating edibles like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was. You and then my dumbass, I had this, I had this tornado show on. So I was just freaking out the whole entire time. Yeah, we're watching this, this these buildings getting, uh, you know, uh, just leveled and, uh, yeah, it was not a good experience. And then the next day, I even had uh, like a little hangover from it. it. I felt really drowsy. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm like yeah. that too. I'll wake up the next day and I'll be like, yeah, dude, I'm still high a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck edibles, man. Right. Well, with. Uh, uh, did you know anything about the, or did, did you get affected at all by the fires, or did, I'm sure you definitely heard about them. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Um, uh, were you anywhere near it? Were you close to it? Or, I mean, close enough. Yeah. Like, where the fires were, I was probably maybe about a 30-minute drive away from it. Okay. So that's pretty close. But where I'm, where I'm at, like... What city? I'm, I'm close to Hollywood. Okay. So I'm in LA and I'm just south of south of Hollywood. So um, that area I haven't before I left I haven't noticed anything. No okay. haze or nothing like that. Nothing looked too crazy. They were saying it's the, like the rich here, the ritzier area that yeah. it actually it is like Bel Air. Bel Air is that it? Okay. Like, like apparently Bel Air is gone now. Okay. It was crazy. And the hills? Is it? The uh, Beverly Hills, you mean? Is it Beverly Hills? That's I don't know. More Beverly ritzy? Hills is, is catching it. Uh, oh, is it more ritzy than than Bel Air? Well, is it like right? I don't know. Whenever comedians talk about L.A. or the the South uh, California area, I always get confused. Mm. And I I can look at a map a thousand times, and then they always like, oh, that's all the way out in Glendale. Oh, we're in North Hollywood. Yeah. L.A. How it's like. I have no clue where any of this, these these spots are, and then they say Pasadena is like really far, and then they say that San Diego's really far. Yeah, it is far. San yeah. Diego's far, far. And San Diego's like two hours away. Yeah. Yeah. From LA. From LA. Yeah. Is it two hours away? Okay. Pasadena's thirty minutes. Okay. It's not okay. that far. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I finally figured out how to how to compare it. How to compare what? Uh, all the cities and 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 whatnot. Like if if you were to take uh, Michigan. Yeah. And let's say I'm, you know, I, I live in Roseville. Right. So if I were to go to Grand Rapids, that's a far drive. Right. You know. Right. Comparable to, I guess, San Diego for LA guys. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. It always sounds so uh, unfamiliar to me because I'm not from that area. You've never been there, ever. I've been to California three or four times in the truck. In the truck. That's yeah. Right, yeah. 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 So I've been to. Um, you haven't been to Venice Beach. You haven't seen Santa Monica Beach. I've never been to the the, the coast, the, the all the way to the shit. coast. Yeah, San Bernardino was the furthest I've got. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, man, you gotta go, dude. I, I love L.A., man. Yeah. I really do. There's things that I hate about it too, but Barstow, that's the city. Barstow. Barstow, Barstow is. That. Yeah, it's uh more more east. More Barstow sounds familiar. I've never ever been there. It's probably. Three and a half hours away from LA. Oh shit! Yeah, probably why you haven't heard of it for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, there's it, that's the first time I had In and Out was there. Did you like In and Out? All right, it was all right. Exactly. All right. I don't know. I don't I don't, everyone goes so crazy about it. It's, they're burgers. Whatever. Yeah. Come on. Fat burgers better. Fat burgers better. Five Guys is better. And I would say, uh, what's the one? The one that has the thin patties. I'm trying to think of it. Shake Shack. I think Shake Shack's better than than. I've never had Shake Shack, dude. No, no. Okay. Tim Tim Patty's already makes me not want it. Really? 
I like my shit. Okay. Have you ever had a Miller's burger? No. And Dearborn, you've never been to Miller's? No. Uh-huh. Go to Miller's Bar, man. They, they they make the most simplest burger and cheeseburger. Okay. But, dude, yeah. I mean, the patty's like this big. Okay. Perfect. All right. Check it out, man. Awesome. Yeah, I, I wasn't too thrilled on In-N-Out. I really wasn't. Yeah, the fries. Yeah. The fries are fucking nasty, yeah. dude. Uh-huh. They're, like, they're like fossilized. Right. Like, you guys think this is good? Yeah. And then like you, you're in Hollywood, man. There's always a line that wraps around that fucking building. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh-huh. I just think people don't know what's good for them, man. Right, That's right, right. That's what it right. feels like. Uh-huh. Yeah, my uncle, a couple years ago, he said, I want to open a Papa John's because I know people like shitty food. <laughs> and I know I'll be a millionaire. I think he's right. <laughs> I think he's right, Yeah, dude. I mean, he could be. <laughs> Everyone loves things that are shitty. Like, do you play video games? Yeah. Do you have an Xbox or a PlayStation? Uh, PS4. PS4. Yeah. So, me too. Because yeah. I think it's a better system, mm-hmm. right? Xbox, I can't stand Xbox. Yeah. Their 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 systems always break down. Right. The red ring of death, the this, that. Um I've had so many Xbox break down on me. Um back in the day you had to when you bought an Xbox, you had to pay ninety-nine dollars for a Wi-Fi dongle, you had to pay ninety-nine dollars for this, you had to pay to get online, and then I found out that you had to pay to change your screen name. Oh, I was like no. it's like the good fellas of video games. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah, I was like, right. Oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. And, but the thing is, what? Even though that model was really shitty and fucks the customer, everybody went and got the Xbox. Yeah. Nobody got the fucking PlayStation, and I don't get it, man. Well, at some point, uh, PlayStation was offering uh, free free for online, which was awesome. During PlayStation 3, it was always free online. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But my friends, nope, they were all on Xbox. I'm right. like, dude, why are you 60, on the shittiest 60 system? 60 a year or something? What was it? Yeah. 120 a year or something like that? It yeah. was 60 a year. 60 a year? Yeah. yeah. But I think there's something to that, man. There's something about, like, if you make a really shitty product, people are going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. There, it. there really is something about that. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, so, anything else on the roster here? Uh, what, what do we got? We got... Yeah, I saw a few uh, pictures of you with guns. Are you a, a gun guy? No. Do you Do you like them? Or? I'm not a gun guy. Yeah. I mean, I was in the military. Okay. I'm not much of a gun guy. No, okay. I really don't give a shit. <clears throat> I'm kind of, like, indifferent... You know, guns are cool, but then if they're not around, cool. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of those people. Right. It's but, uh, gun crazy. Yeah. But that, but I think that, 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 that was in Cambodia. I went to a rifle range in Cambodia. I think oh, that's that the picture that you saw. Okay. Yeah, it was a rifle it. range in Cambodia. Yeah, it seemed like you got some fucking huge guns. What were those? Like, uh, they, I was holding an RPG, and uh, I had some other, like, uh, Russian machine gun in my hand, and it was a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gun guy? Uh, I I go to I used to go to the range a lot before I got busy and then you know life happened and studio and all that other stuff I got a million other things to do yeah you know I, I mean I love going to the range and weird thing is that I bought my gun at 18 my first gun so that was uh, I'm 25 now so yeah but yeah I remember how weird it was to actually get my first gun. Because it was a, it's a full size gun. It was a, it, I, my dad still has it. It's a, um, it's an Italian gun. I'm trying to think of the name of it now. But it, it was old police issued, and I bought it in Flint. Okay. And which was a horrible idea. Why? Because Flint is crime ridden. It's almost like mini Detroit. So That's what a lot of people call so it. So the gun was used. <laughs> yeah. It had to be. It had yeah. to be. When you're 18. The law in Michigan uh-huh. is that you can buy a used gun. 
but you go to a gun store and buy a brand new one? No. Really? Okay, who... What type of who law made, is that? What is that? Who got high and made that law? <laughs> yeah, I don't see the logic behind it. Yeah, both can kill people. But so, A used gun could kill the person operating it if it's that bad of a gun, you know what I'm saying? Like if a bullet gets lodged in the chamber and explodes in your hand? Or, how about this, I was in Flint, so who knows who I'm buying it from. I have money on me, they have a gun, they take the gun out, take my money, I get no gun and no money, that's and then I get home... That's With nothing. Thing. That's why. You, that's why you do the transaction at the police station. I did it out in public. Yeah. That was the only savior. Is that I, it was like a gas station parking lot. Not good enough. It was. It really wasn't. And I wasn't thinking. I was eighteen. Dude. I was dumb. And go to the police I, station every time. Yeah. Because you'll find out that 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 some people that are gonna rob you. I've had a guy on Craigslist. I could tell. I had a feeling this guy was gonna rob me. And I was like, uh, Hey, why don't we meet at the police station? He's like, Why don't we just meet at a Starbucks? And I'm like, nah, it'd be safer to meet at the police station. Like, Can you meet at this police station? He's like, sure. And then when I get there, he didn't show up. Nah, okay. That yeah. motherfucker was going to fucking mug me, man. Yeah. You know? I have a, fr I had a, a, guy, a friend of mine that I worked with way back in the day. He went to go sell his laptop. And the guy was like, yeah, let's meet at this gas station at this truck stop, which is kind of a shady area n near Melvindale. Okay. And yeah, he said he went in there and the guy's like, hey, can we like get in your car and see if it works or not? And the guy got in his car in the passenger seat. Then this guy opens up the laptop, shows that it's working. And as soon as he turned it on to show that he's working, there was a gun to his face. Ooh, jeez. Yup. And then all of a sudden he was going to like, he's like, what the fuck? Then there was a guy outside with the gun in his pocket like this for insurance so they were just like just be fucking still give me the fucking computer and let us go and that was it dude and the fucking guys got in the car wow, and took off that's a crazy story yeah one of my buddies <laughs> that's fucking crazy one of my buddies bought a gun from Detroit and he had tinted windows and he had this old van and he cracked the window a little bit and he had the guy on the phone right. and he said I'll come up to your I'll come up to your car and I'll give you the gun so he handed the gun through the window and he handed him money back, and then he rolled up the window and drove off. I was like, dude, you've got some fucking balls to do that in the city of Detroit. That is ballsy, bro. Yeah, because that guy could have done anything. Oh, man. That guy could have done fucking anything. Ugh. Killed you, robbed you, anything. Anything, dude. Anything. Popped your tires and just made you sit there. Who knows? Back in the day, I used to have to do shady shit just to get weed. Now it's easy to get weed everywhere. Oh, yeah. Back easy. when I was younger, man, no, I had to drive out of Dearborn and go to some freaking neighborhood and meet some black guy standing next to a cut list, give him $10, and he tells me to go to the end of the block. You're right. I want to go to the end of the block. Another guy comes out, pulls out a stash from the bush, gives it to you, right. and the cops pull you over. It's fucking ridiculous. Right, right. I mean... Diaz has a weird thing about that that he says that's it's the end of drug dealers now that weed's legal. Absolutely, is that it's it's so much safer to do it. But Diaz likes that rush and he likes that idea of hey, I got to go to the dealer's house and it might be that I'm gonna get robbed. Who knows? You know, it's the whole fact of going there. There is some it. type of an excitement to it, dude. It's true. It's, it's an process and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to neighborhoods that you probably would never go on your own to begin with. You know right. what I mean? Like, there was this house in Detroit, I remember that, yeah, it was really shady. I never saw the guy. You just walked up to the porch, and you go to the window where the guy's watching TV, and he has a curtain. You can't see him, but his window is just open a little bit. And you walk up there, and you just knock on the sill. And he's like, what you want? I'm like, yeah, let me get one. And throw him $10. Out comes a bag, and you walk out. Yeah, that's crazy. My, my buddy had a story of... I think it I think it was a cocaine house and it was all empty. Just gutted, nothing in it. No furniture, nothing. No walls, nothing. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, but no appliances, nothing in it, just pure gutted. And there's a sign, or there was the drug, like right on the table, and then there was uh, a piece of paper. And a piece of paper said, we're here. We're looking at you right now. So if you try any games, we're going to come out. We got guns. We got a lot of people here. And we'll attack you. So don't fuck with us. Leave the money there. Take your drugs and get the fuck out. That's fucking scary. Right? Dude. I know. I know. I, I don't know if it's true. I mean, it sounds like it could be true. That sounds like something that's plausible. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. But it's crazy the process that you'd have to go to in order to get some, some drugs, you know. And yeah. Diaz has some stories about cocaine and where he gets it and, and where what he used to do because he was he, he was addicted to cocaine for thirty fucking years. Damn, thirty years. That's a long that's a long stretch, man. It's a long stretch to be addicted to something. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. For a while, he just wanted to kill himself. He was just like, "Fuck it, I don't even care." He was up to four hundred twenty pounds, and he's yeah. only five seven. Yeah, that's a that's a Short huge me, fucking dude. It's a huge guy. That's a big. Now he's doing jujitsu and shit. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, he, he <laughs> turned it around a lot, definitely. Yeah, dude. But, but yeah, that's it's it's crazy the process. But what was your military uh, experience? What was that whole thing like? Military was fucking cool, man. I was in during the Clinton administration, so nothing happened. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That guy was too busy trying to get blowjobs from fat chicks. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then to, like, go to war and shit. So yeah. uh, I didn't see much action. I got to travel the world and shit, and it was a good-ass time, man. Shot a bunch of guns and stuff. You said Marines? Marine Corps, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, got you. Yeah. I joined the Marine Corps to get away from my dad. Yeah? My dad was just a strict asshole. He, the, 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 the Marine Corps was a vacation. Okay. From my dad, dude. That's how strict my dad was. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. What was he just strict about school, about everything? About organization, dude. making and as a bed. I got, and... As he got older, he was just even more strict. So it was like he started off really cool, and then he became regimented, and then he became weirdly religious. It just got exponentially worse with this guy. You okay. know what I mean? I got you. And uh, yeah, stuff like this, like Saturday mornings, thinking that you're sleeping in. Dad comes in from the night shift at 6 o'clock in the morning, snatches you out of bed. You've only slept maybe three hours. Makes you go into the living room. Makes me do calisthenics, sit-ups, push-ups, this, that, the other thing, squats. And then he'll go, what are you doing today? And you better tell him something productive. Yeah. Because if you don't, he goes, if you have nothing to do, I'm going to give you something to do. Yeah. So it's just. Oof. Yeah. And then, like, and then, like, at, like, 18, my curfew was, like. Eight o'clock? No, oh, no. That type of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, I got girls to fuck. Yeah, you right. Know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. And then, sure enough, man, it just got to a point when I was 19, and I was just like, me and him got into a fist fight. I punched him in the face, kicked me out of the house, and joined the Marines. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's funny, man. I, I I don't know why I joined the Marines of all things. I just had this like ego where it was like, if I'm going to join the military, it's got to be the hardest one. That was just my mindset. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So the boot camp wasn't a, that big of a deal, or did you work out, or did you train for it? Or I was a badass, dude. Did you, were, uh, when I went, when I went, when I went into so you're right at like the level of yes or no type thing or no of of of, of or just out of shape. No, just really just out, just of, out shape. of shape. Okay, so like like right now I'm 200 about 195 pounds, but I got like muscle mass back then. No muscle mass. I was 200 and. 13 pounds. Okay. And it was just fat. Dude. What's the requirement? 
I don't know. They have whatever their thing is, and yeah. the way they look at it is they'll, they'll. So what they did was when I went to boot camp, they made me what's called a diet recruit. So that means the diet recruits now have to go to the front of the line, and the drill instructors watch and make sure that we get no bread. You only get one piece of meat. You only get one fruit and a water, and that's it. It's kind of like you're 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 eating like a POW. Right. And I lost like sixty pounds in boot camp. Yeah. Like after boot camp, after I came out of boot camp, I was like, I have abs. Yeah. It's like holy shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. So. Boot camp really, I mean, the, the Marine Corps uh, transformed the shit out of me, man. Wow, that's strange because when I, at one point, I was gung-ho and I wanted to do uh, Coast Guard. Uh-huh. Because in my in my idea, the Coast Guard, because, you know, the Iraq War was in full-fledged and all that. You're about to say something that I uh, I think I'm going to agree with. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to do it because I, I didn't want to see any action. I was afraid to, to go out and fight. And then I heard, or... I went there and I was I was about two hundred and twenty pounds, and I think the requirement for my height was one ninety. So I would have to lose, you know, thirty pounds in order to even meet the requirement. Really? So yeah, and and they didn't really even let me get past unless how I tall lost are the you? Six foot. Six foot, and you're yeah. how much did you weigh? Two twenty. See, that just yeah. doesn't make sense because like. Like, you know, the thing is, is they need to take body mass index. Right. You know what I'm saying? Joe Rogan uh -huh. is like 195 pounds. He's about the same same uh, weight as I am. We're almost the same height. That guy's got way more muscle than me. Oh, yeah. And less fat. So, like, where do you... I uh -huh. don't understand that whole, if you're this height, you have to be this weight. Right. It's so stupid. Like, uh -huh. what if the guy's got, like, 50-pound balls? Uh -huh. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, yeah. Are you going to take that <laughs> into consideration? Yeah. Or he's a, bo you know, a bodybuilder. That's what I'm saying. He's got yeah. more muscle than right. he is fat. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's funny, man. I, I didn't have that problem. I was 5'8", 213 pounds, and they let me in. Wow, okay. They let me in, but maybe it's because the Marine Corps knows that they're gonna make you lose that weight. So could be, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm not sure. And but then my and then my uncle came around and because he's uh, captain of the Navy, and he said no matter what, uh, uh, what what field that you go into in the military, at some point they're gonna require you to serve a certain amount of time. Doesn't matter which one it is. It, Air Force serve. What do you mean serve? Oh, go overseas. He said that's that's, that's not always it, true. At the time, I asked him about it, and he said, right now, when I was doing it, he said, right now, they are requiring people to do at least two tours, I think. Jesus. Even the Coast Guard? He said, anyone. Jesus. Anyone that's, that's I heard. I mean, even the Coast Guard. That's U.S. Though. military. You have to go over. Yeah. Like, to me, I think the Coast Guard, if somebody wants to join the mil uh, military, join the Coast Guard, especially if you want to do something for America. Mm -hmm. Because the Coast Guard, now you're actually doing stuff, and you're protecting your country. You join the regular military, you're going to be fighting somebody else's war. Right. This is what it is. You're going to go to some other country to free them, to take their oil, to, I don't know, whatever it is, man. Yeah, see, it seems like the Coast Guard is almost uh, EMS. Exactly, for America. Right. Yeah. And you're just helping out and doing whatever, you know. But it's not a firefighter. You know, when you say something that you're a Coast Guard, they're like, oh, you're a Coast Guard. But you tell somebody you're a Marine or a Navy SEAL, they're like, oh. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting, man. My One of my buddies joined the Navy. Because he thought pretty easy uh, boot camp or what or whatnot easier than Marine Corps. I think they only do two months. So when he was in there, there was something that happened. No, no, no. He joined the army. He joined okay. the army because he was like, you know, this is pretty much baseline. This is the boot camp's going to be relatively easy because he was already in shape. 
and he thought, well, all right, this will be relatively easy, and it won't be as strict as the Marines. Come to find out, the Army was needed for wherever they needed to go in Iraq. They needed to, to be somewhere for the training. So they had the Marine Corps come in and train all of them. Why? Because they had no one else. They were stretching. They were like, well, oh, you guys wow. have to go in here. Yeah, Dude. we have all these guys. When this is the schedule, we have to stay on the schedule. You're going to be trained by Marines. And they were like, fuck, god damn it. I want, I got this because I thought it was going to be... I didn't want to get yeah. fucking trained by the Marines. Right. The Marines come. No, it's, it's better that way if you ask me, man. Right. The Marine Corps is the shit, dude. You know, it's just... It's, right. And you come out of the Marine Corps, man. I went from fat and insecure to just a, just a, a ripped jock mindset. Uh-huh. It really, really, really changes. Like, your confidence level goes through the roof, man. One of my buddies that, that joined the Marines... The one thing that I could say about him is that changed is that he never interrupted he never in, interrupted in conversation. Him. When you were talking, dead silent. Mm-hmm. He would wait for his turn to talk, and then he would go ahead and talk. Interesting. Yeah, that was a big, big thing, that he respected people's space and respected what they had to say, even though it was maybe fucked up or whatever. They, you know, But, yeah, it was a big difference. And, and how he handled himself, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Not everyone's like that. And not everyone gets that from the military. But, you know, it mm-hmm. just seems like, it's like that's his mindset. Right. You know? and, and and usually the, um, the, what is it, the reputation for a Marine is that they're, like, better than everyone. Like, that's, that, because Arrogant. they're, yeah, because their, their training is so hard that they have this uh, above everyone. We kind of do. My Marines do have a chip on their shoulder. Man. Right, it's, right. It's true, man. And then and, and it's trained into us uh-huh. to think that we're the shit. And that's a lot of, like, where, where like, Marines do so well in combat is because we're just so, like, psyched. And we, we just, we're just so confident. And that uh-huh. just goes a long way, man. Right. Having, like, piercing confidence, man, just, it just, it opens doors. It just, you end up doing things you never thought you could ever do, man. Uh-huh. It's really interesting. And I take that into me doing stand-up and stuff that scares me. You know right. what I'm saying? It's uh-huh. just like, yeah, it's going to be scary. Yeah, you're going to have some heartache. Yeah, you're going to have some ups and downs, man, but it's just going to make you better, you know? Right, right, right. Last night, last night's show was probably the worst show. Was it really? It's probably the worst show I've ever fucking had. Wow. Okay. And not only that, I had friends in the audience. So oh. it made it even fucking worse. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I always try to do something that, that kind of scares me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, truck to... driving is a scary shit. Yeah, yeah. I bet you got some funny stories, no? Uh, yeah, some, some. Yeah, definitely. Any crazy shit happen? Uh, you ever picked up a hitchhiker? <laughs> no, no, I haven't done that. I mean, with this company, I don't think they would really uh, make a big deal out of it. The last company... They wouldn't make a big deal out of it? You picked up a hitchhiker? I mean, it would be on me, you know? Oh. If I wanted to bring anyone with me, uh, you know, a friend or a family member... Yeah, but picking up somebody off the street. They're so laxed about whatever you want to do That's with the true. truck that, wow. yeah, there's not much that they would say no to. No. If you get the work done, they don't give a shit what you do. Yeah. You can okay. paint your hair pur- purple yeah. if you wanted to. If, yeah. You know, it, you could have a dog in the in the truck, yeah. whatever. That's cool. If the job gets done, the job gets done. Everyone gets paid. Everyone goes home happy. That's it. How do you feel about the uh, automated cars that are coming out do you do you do you have like? I compare it to. Do you feel like your job is in jeopardy because of it? Not at all. Not no. right now. Not right now. I can I can have a full career. I won't have a back. <laughs> I won't have a, a, a back, like, you know, uh, a spine. 
like because of how, how much it rattles you around. But yeah, I'll, ha- I'll have a twenty year career, easy. Go go to a. You a, don't think you don't think technology is gonna phase out? Go to human a gro- drivers. Go to a grocery store right now. Go to a self checkout. How many times were those fucking up? Now, how long have we had those? True. Okay. That's what I compare it to. Well, and we've had those for ten years. You don't. Yeah, but like that's ten years. Now we're looking forward to another ten years, and technology is just exponentially. But it's it's going to come to an end for sure. But I'm saying as of right now, you think you're good. You think drivers are good for a while? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm wondering if there's going to be like in my mind, I'm like there's got there's probably going to be some type of law that's going to keep humans from still having jobs. Like I know everything's going to be automated, but if if all humans are automated out of a job, I, I can almost see laws coming in where it's like, nope, no more. Uh, if you're a truck company and you want to do, you know, you need a human. I think it's I, I think it's uh, experience that will really prevail. And I think if you have experience in your field and all of a sudden an, uh, an electronic equipment will take over your job, if you have 10 years in that trade, they'll help you out. And they'll have, like, let's say... An electronic truck takes takes uh, or automation uh, takes my job. I think the government will step in and say, "We've got to help out this guy because he has a lot of uh, years of experience in this trade." You think so, dude? How We're going to transition you into operating all these different other trucks through a desk. Yeah, but then because it wasn't your fault that the electronic truck came True. came through. So I think the government will step in and say, "Hey, you've got experience. We'll help you out." I hope so, man. So I hope that's the case. Either that, or I don't know. Incentive, like uh, it's getting really interesting, man. Yeah, like a social though. security check, maybe. Hey, here's a certain amount of money for all your years of experience. Well, there is that that whole uh, what's that thing that they're talking about? Um, is it universal pay or what the hell is it called? Basic income. Okay. You heard about that? Yeah, universal basic income. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. where they're yeah everyone's gonna get like some type of stipend. Yeah, twenty thousand a year or something so they like can that. Get food and all the necessities in life and right. And then they're just trying to f- they're trying to come up with some type of a, of a system to do that so that they can offset the oncoming automation that's happening. Right. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that we 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 obviously got to fix the the homeless problem in in America, which no one wants to look at. We have to fix. The, the unemployment uh, and, and how big that rate is. And we also have to fix how, uh, what is it, uh, a disability and, and those type of things. We, we've got to look out for people that aren't ready to do whatever it is they need to do. And they just need a base. They need right. a foundation. They need something that, that, that'll set them away from uh, working at McDonald's their whole life or right. working at two McDonald's because one isn't enough to support their family type thing. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good idea in theory, but we'll see what happens, yeah. you know? Who, who knows? Because they, they might take advantage of it, and there might be three or four of these guys in, in one house, and they're enough to afford it, and they don't have to work. Right. And that's not creating anything. Nope. That's just creating more problems because what do people do when they're bored? Yeah. They do drugs. They yeah. they they uh, they they do a crime. They they uh, get involved somehow with the law. Idle time's a devil's workshop. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you not, can't have that idle time. But that's yeah, not that's exactly. not always true though. Like like, yeah. like 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 there's this idea that if 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 we do free up people from doing jobs that they don't love, that maybe they'll start gravitating to doing things 
that they love and that it might actually make things better. You know what I'm saying? So right. like you would rather do this stuff as opposed to driving a truck 60 hours a week, right? Yeah. Uh, see, that's the thing. It, uh, people ask me, hey, if you had a million dollars or if, let's say you won the lottery, would you change what you, what you do as a career? And I'd say no. No, I do the same thing. You still drive? The only, the only, oh yeah. The only thing is, is that the amount that I would work would be less. Interesting. The the truck that I would drive would be a brand new Peterbilt. It'd be, it would be brand new. It'd have a sound system. It'd have lights in it. Uh, it would have uh, the best of the best. It would uh, have a fridge. Hydraulics. Everything. And everything. Loaded up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it would be loaded up, but the actual driving job and going to different cities that I'm not like that I'm not usually there for. Yeah. I think it's a great concept. My brother lives in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I had somewhere to deliver in Delaware. So I made a pit stop to my brother's house. I got paid to drive to my brother's house. Wow. Who else can say that? Yeah. You know, and I don't I really don't mind getting in the truck and driving. I really don't. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I feel so safe. I'm in a fucking tank. Yeah. If I flip this thing, I might get a bruise on my knee. Right. Right, you know, That's it's so safe. You must to, love to driving that thing. much, then. You must really love driving. I do. I re I really do. Traffic doesn't bother me. A lot of things that people associate with driving, and they say that they don't like it. So you, I don't mind. If you were to like, let's say, not have to work a job, so you got some type of income that came in where you don't have to work that job. Yeah. You mean to tell me that you would still work that job and 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 shave away time from your week to pursue other things, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You must I would. love driving that much. That's yeah, I, I would drive a truck probably 20 hours a week. Damn. Yeah. I would go probably maybe Florida. Why do you like it? Back. Why do you like it? Why do you uh, like driving? I like... Why would you have to have it at 20 hours a week? I like the fact that I can be alone with my own thoughts, be away from everyone, and I'm the only one controlling my own destiny, and, and I'm on my own way. So you like, like, you like alone time and shit? Alone time, like listen to the radio... I like having a purpose, and I like going from one. I I can confidently tell someone, I will definitely be this at this place to this place in this amount of time for sure, and I like that accountability that that I set for myself. But yeah, it's just comforting. It's so comforting to to sit down, hold the steering wheel, and just. Go. Yeah, that's for great, dude. For 200 miles. That's great. And just go. That's great that you actually yeah. enjoy that, man. That's awesome. Uh -huh. I mean, all the little things, like I said, I would I would fix. You know, I, I would get a better truck. I, I would know exactly what places I was going to yeah. in advance. Build up your studio more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This would be a huge... This house would be the studio. Right. I would have another house. This whole house would be the studio. Yeah, or you just be yeah. balling and... Buy a whole new studio. Or a warehouse, yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. But That's cool that you would actually still drive, man. I can mm -hmm. see that, though, man. I, I, I don't mind driving, but, I, you know, 28, you know, doing that much is not necessarily my thing. But driving is therapeutic, man. And you're right. There's mm -hmm. something about that road passing your field of vision that's hypnotic. And, it like, it puts you in a different headspace. Right. And a lot of my creativity comes from driving, too, you know? Like, I'll be driving and... You some song comes on and next thing you know your subconscious mind just starts right. grabbing stuff out of the ether and you're just like oh, whoa I yeah. would have never thought about that if I wasn't driving and listening to this uh, this song it's, it's yeah a lot of yeah exactly a lot of a lot of times I find things that are wrong with my life 
and I see, because some, some trips are short, some, some trips are long, and some I know that I can really sit down and think. So I'll take that little problem that I had, and I'll just think about it. Why is this bothering me? Is, yeah. this, is it because of this? Yeah. Is it this? Is it this? And I'll just think about it for hours and hours and hours. And then, poof, it'll just occur to me, this is why it's bothering me. Yeah. Oh, now, okay, too, now I got it. Yeah, now, some, some okay. time for self-reflection. <clears throat> Yes. Yeah, absolutely, dude. But not only that, it, it's it's also the scenery. So sometimes when you drive in uh, West Virginia through the mountains, sometimes I've, there's I've that. There, there, there's roads in there where you'll have a giant mountain yeah. right there. Yep. A good song will be playing on the radio, and you'll see a big stream that will go through, and it'll be parallel with the road, yeah. and you'll just see it right on the left of you. And it's, it's so beautiful to yeah. see that, and then you see the sun. And it's right there, the whole thing, the mountain, yeah, the stream, the yeah, whole yeah. thing. It's like a whole I know. picture. It's it's really cool. Some of the landscape in America is just beautiful. I, I feel the same way when I travel. That's why, like, wherever I travel, I try to get a moped. And I yeah. try to drive myself around. Okay. And when you're in a new country and, like, you know, you come around, like, you're in, like, East Bali, and you come around this bend and this motorcycle up this mountain, and then all of a sudden... There's a fucking giant volcano in yeah. front of you. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Dude, it's breathtaking. Shit like that is amazing. But there is also the, the, the bad parts, you know? I once drove the entire length of Nebraska from end to end, all the way through. And man, was that boring. <laughs> There's nothing there. It was just all. It's just farmland. Yeah, That's it. It's flat. Farmland and flat. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it was just. Yeah, I, I could say today that I did it, but would I repeat it? No. I did it was route, not fun. I did Route 66 from Detroit to L.A. one time. That was fun. Okay. That was great. Route 66 from... So we went from we went from Detroit, and then we went down, and then we caught on Route 66, and we went all the way through Colorado, New Mexico, all that. Now, what's the story with that? I never really looked it up. Is what? it like... Because it's, it's historic, Route 66. Was it like one of the original highways that was built, and... You're asking the wrong person. Okay. <laughs> I'm asking the wrong yeah. person. All okay. I know is it's historic, and... But you connected from Detroit, you said, right? Yeah. All the way to L.A.? Yeah. Drove. Wow. Drove. That was fun, man. One road. Pretty much. I think we broke up. For the most the most part was Route 66. Wow. Okay. For the most part. We even went through Vegas. We went to Death Valley. Okay. Uh, it was great, dude. It was cool. Like, that was, that's a really good way of seeing um, America, man. And I know what you mean. Like, you go through some parts that's just flat and boring, and then you get to, like, New Mexico. Once you get to the west side, man, that's when I think the, the, the country becomes really beautiful, man. Yeah. I'm, like, really into the... Like, New Mexico is kind of cool because if you're... On, I think it's I-10, and you're like right on the, uh, almost, you're really close to, to Mexico, and you're right like on that border. In the in the in the distance, you can see the mountains, and you can almost you almost want to tell yourself that right there, that mountain is probably Mexico. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. like you can almost imagine that that right yeah. there, right over there, is is Mexico, and that's yeah. a completely different way of living. Yeah, completely yeah. different. I bet dude. it's like a. It's almost like a third world country over there. Yeah. It's weird. You've been to Mexico? I uh, I've been really close. Oh, I've oh. been to Laredo. Okay. Which is a uh, half of it is Mexico, half is Texas. Mexico's nice, man. People, it's right there. People, Mexicans are so nice, dude. I had the best tacos in in Laredo. I just some weird taco stand. Bat, dude. Oh, LA's got amazing tacos, dude. Yeah. I thought the tacos here in Detroit were good until I went to LA, and now I'm just like it ruined everything here for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're so good, bro. It's so authentic. Yeah. 
So what, what other kind of good food is there in, in LA to eat? Korean barbecue? Yeah. You ever had a Korean barbecue? Uh, There's one place out here, I think, in Troy that does it. Do, they, do you have the stuff and then you cook it? Yeah, in right in front of you. Front of you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, Korean barbecue. Because I live near Koreatown. Uh, um, uh, uh, there's some really good burger joints in L.A. The, the food in L.A. is amazing, man. There's just so much to explore, dude. Yeah. Because there's good Ethiopian food. You ever had Ethiopian food? No, That's but I, I think, don't you s sit on the floor? On mats? Not the ones no? that I've been to, okay. but I'm pretty sure maybe traditionally that's what it's supposed to be. Okay. And it's just like this, there's this big bread that they bring out, and the bread is very, like, rubbery. It's kind of like whatever, and then, like, the main course is in the middle, and you just break the, everyone, the bread's huge, and everyone breaks the bread and, like, dips it in this, these sauces and stuff. It's good, man. Right. L.A.'s the shit, dude. I really yeah. enjoy L.A. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to go. Yeah, I will. Yeah, in dude. March, in March I'm going. You go hit me yeah. up, man. Don't forget, bro. Yeah, no, no, I'll, no, I'll show you guys around, man. I can't wait. I like showing people around LA. It's a good time. I got you, especially the comedy store. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then what's the? Uh, is it the cellar or no? Not no. Cellars in New York. Ice House. Ice House. Okay. And then yeah. there's the Ha Ha, I think, or no. Then there's uh, there's Ha Ha's. Okay. Yeah, Jack owns that one, and. Uh, that one's in North Hollywood, and then there's the Improv. The Improv, okay. And then there's the Ice House. There's Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Which is, uh, apparently Laugh Factory is not that kind to kind of comedians. Really? Like the comedy store, yeah. The comedy store is very open to comedians. They're very cool, and that's, you know, if you're a comedian, they're like, oh, you come in for free, do what you want, walk around, enjoy yeah. yourself. But, like, the Laugh Factory is kind of like a fortress, so. Well, from what I heard, when Kinnison was there and, and other, where? Uh, at, at the comedy store. Yeah. It was like the drug house. Like the comedy just, store was? Yeah, they just went in the back and just snorted coke heard, and then came heard, back. I and heard just, all kinds of shit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you do lines with uh, Mitzi. Oh, wow. That's what I heard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that you would, yeah. Or I guess the big thing was to be a paid regular. Some of the older comics, when she first opened, you'd sleep with her. And then you'd, you'd be a paid regular the next day. It's like, how did that happen? Like, <laughs> everyone had rumors of that happening. I bet you any money is true, man. I, I, it might be. Now, I don't know. Now don't the know. whole Harvey Weinstein and all these other fucking things that are like rumors that we heard of, and now what are we finding out? All rumors are real. Right. Like the 2017 is the year of hey, man. All those rumors are real. Right. That's, that's look in the year. mirror. Yeah. Do you like what you see? Yeah. What, what What's gonna come out about you, bro? Did you Morgan <laughs> now Morgan Spurlock? I just saw like a headline. The guy who did oh Super no way Are you now, serious? Now he had to uh, right away write a letter, I guess, admitting that he sexually harassed someone. It's like, see, here's the thing. I thought you had to be talented to make it in Hollywood. Apparently, you just have to pull your dick out and trick off on something. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> it's weird. I don't. I, traditionally, I mean. Uh, Obviously, you're 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 a lot different, um, but traditionally, big time actors are just pieces of shit. They really are. How do you know that? <clears throat> so many people have stories of Leonardo DiCaprio just flipping them off and say, just never meet, never wanting to meet him. Really? So many stories before the whole Bill Cosby thing happened. He was a piece of shit, and no one liked him. I mean, unanimous. Every comedian, every interview, everything that I've ever heard, everyone says. He was a piece of shit way before all the story happened. Jesus. When he did the Cosby show, he was a piece of shit. That's fucked up, man. And there's stories of uh, Weinstein before the whole thing happened. Everyone was He was a piece Weinstein. of shit. So many actors out like uh, I think um I think it's I think it's it's there's there's 
there might be a lot of, but there's also a lot of cool ass actors too, though. You know, we got to give them credit. Like Al Pacino, right? And then Robert De Niro. Guess which one out of the two is the asshole? Uh, I'm gonna say Al Pacino. Robert De Niro. Really? Robert De Niro. He plays a good asshole though. Al Pacino plays a really good asshole. Let me let me let me break down from what I heard from because when the film incentive came to Detroit, a lot of I, I ended up getting in a lot of movies uh -huh. and playing little bit roles and stuff. And then you'd hear other people that are working in the industry when 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 uh, when when um when uh, um. Uh, De Niro came in, and everyone was like, De Niro was weird, he's agoraphobe. There was this thing on set where they would tell him, uh, they would warn all the extras, don't make eye contact with him. Really? And uh, he, they said he walked around with an umbrella, and uh, if somebody made eye contact with him, he'd open up the umbrella and point it at him, and that was his signal to the production company to fire that person. That he wow. Felt. Now, and uh, he didn't want to be put up in a house. He didn't like people so much. He wanted to be put up on a houseboat. So they got him a houseboat in Walled Lake or some shit. And like, so he could be away from people and stuff. And wow. apparently that's how he is. Al Pacino, on the other hand, the coolest cat. Because he did that Kevorkian uh, um, a movie for oh, HBO yeah. where okay. he played Jack Kevorkian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I had that. friends that were working on there. And they said he was so cool that when he went on set, he got mad at the producers that the extras weren't getting the same quality food that he was eating. And he demanded, he goes, I'm not filming another day until you feed those good people the same food I'm eating. Yeah, right. Wow. Right? And That's then, crazy. And then everyone said that in between takes, Al Pacino wouldn't be one of those big actors that would just run to his trailer. Nope. He'd fucking get an ice cream and just hang out with the crew. Wow. And talk to the extras. And he was just a regular, everyday dude. Huh. Wow. That's, that's, that's strange. I keep hearing good things about that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope there's nothing that comes... Now that I hear that, I hope there's nothing that comes out about him. Oh, my God. Imagine if yeah. it comes out that he's a sexual harassment man. Yeah, answer, right? Man. I'd yeah. be like... I would, just, I would just start sexually harassing people. I would yeah. just be like, this well, is what well, you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't, I don't see where they're... What, what, what proof do a lot of these women have? Is it just other people in the industry that say that stand up for him and say, "Yeah, this is what happened"? Because what? The, listen, when Louis C.K. got called out, and then the proof is he wrote a letter saying, "Hey, it's true." All right, Remember okay, that's right yeah. away. Yeah, he self-admitted, yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Or, 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 or some of these guys, where they do, they just like resign, right? Like right. Peter Russell Simmons, he just resigned from Def Jam, just walked away. But with with Matt Lauer. How do you prove that that's true? There's just rumors of people saying that it happened. Well, apparently they they did well because the NBC did an internal investigation, and apparently, according to them, they've confirmed that these things are real. And then you know it it, it further makes it real when Matt Lauer makes a statement and says, yeah. "I'm sorry for the people I hurt and this, that, and the other thing. I embarrassed my family and." That's what it is. You the re, the, did you hear about that he had a button? Yeah, 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 that locked the door. The uh -huh. locked the door? Yeah. What is he, some fucking Austin Powers villain, man? That's ridiculous. I don't think it's a... I, I don't think the buttons... I think the action's way worse than the button. The button's just kind of like a like a, a, a like a, a cherry on top no, type thing. No, dude, the button is not just the cherry on top. The, the button is... It's a, it's a window and a glimpse to how diabolical this fucking person is. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to harass you, but then he also has a button under his desk to lock you into his office? That is fucking sick, dude. Yeah. I mean, the whole situation's sick. But for him, I don't know. If he was going to lock the door anyway, <laughs> if he was going to lock it anyway, but listen, why get up? 
Okay, I get that. You know, you see how creepy you are. You're <laughs> yeah, creepy, I know, I know. creepy yeah. fuck. Yeah. No, but <laughs> here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's premeditated. Yeah, you right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. The guy is thinking so far A ahead. Yeah. So that be, that means that when he goes home, one of his fantasies is one day locking someone in his thing in his office. It's like it's one thing to get up and lock the door. Right? right? Because you can see the person doing it, and now it's signaling, hey, we're doing this thing. But when somebody just goes, clink, yeah, dude, yeah, that's creepy. Uh -huh. And that just goes to show just how premeditated it was, man. Right. It'd be different if it, it, I'm sorry, it's just like, it's, it's, to me, it's creepier. The reason why I ask uh, what proof do they have is, is that there's a lot of people, uh, or the defense of men that were uh, accused of all these things, a lot of them are coming back and defending themselves, going on court and saying, all this is bullshit. And then the women are actually losing these, the, uh, the accusations that they... The accusations against these, against these, the men. these celebrities? Or we're we talking no, about no, in no. general? I mean, if because we're so rape-happy now and because all this abuse stuff is happening and all these different stories, there's a million of, of the stories that are happening in universities. And the ones that are happening in universities... They're, the the men are coming back and defending themselves and winning. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty it, sure there's a there's a certain percentage of 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 women that are taking advantage of this to get back at some people. Right. I'm a hundred percent sure that that's happening. Right. My thing is is that. Yeah, I know that's scary. Like it's making it's getting me to the point right now where I'm afraid to hit on women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I just can't wait for the sex robots to come, man. Yeah. So I don't have to fucking worry about right? pissing off. Hey, there is a flashlight out there that I'll do that. Yeah, but it doesn't talk to you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> I like to cuddle. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. You yeah. can't cuddle with a flashlight. No, you can't. <laughs> you, know, you, you sure can't. You can't tell a flashlight your future plans. No, no, that's true. <laughs> Being on the road as much as I am, that's it's that's it's a, almost a requirement. It really is. You carry a flashlight oh, with you? Fuck yeah! This guy's hilarious. Weeks on end. Weeks on end. You, yeah. You're not gonna have anything. I mean, you go fucking crazy. You mean your hands not enough? I mean. The other thing, I mean, did it, your hands not enough. Uh, not, 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 not now. Oh, shit. I'm gonna have to get a fucking flesh. Not now. Holy shit. Yeah. I just feel open up I, a whole new world. I just feel gross about busting a nut and something like that, and then I have to clean it out. Whatever. Ugh. You use your hand anyway. What the fuck's the difference? The difference. Men are that, disgusting. The, We're all disgusting. The, the, the difference is that I don't have to fucking scoop shit out. I could just be like, pull out. The must have. There's no clean. Oh God, dude, yeah. this is getting gross. <laughs> this is getting That's gross. That's it. That's it. Now all I can think of is like you driving your pickup truck, and on the floorboard is this fucking flesh. Oh no, not shaking that. on the ground and shit, <laughs> just fucking rattling it, rattling no, away. Man. All this jizz is like dripping out of it because you didn't. Oh no, no, that man. Come on, I got some decency. I got some class. I got some class. Oh, flashlight, yeah. dude. They got some class. You know, sex robots in Japan now. You see those sex robots? You see the video? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. What is it? CRISPR, I think, is making it? That, that. CRISPR. CRISPR is that gene editing thing. I, yeah, I thought that. Oh, I'm talking about oh, maybe not. sex okay. robots that this guy, guy in Japan made, man. It's like they're, they almost look like women and shit. Yeah. Have it's, you seen it? No, I haven't. You get a chance, look it up. Yeah. Man. You, it's going to make It's you, bordering on that. It's, it's almost. We're almost there. That's going to be. But we won't even need a woman. Yeah. yeah. You're just there. Just to fuck you all day, and it's like, 
Okay. I know, man. Who's gonna get these? I know. Yeah. Women, women better need to step up their game. Yeah, about the competition. Yeah. <laughs> this is a competition. The same thing with the uh, same thing with the other way around, man. Like you know, once the women have their sex robots, like why would they need to deal with a guy who can't get it up today? You know. <laughs> right. And they got this robot who's always ready to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's gonna get there, dude. It's it's almost there. It's close. It's it's kind of it's, it's uh, close. I, I use it's scary. And now it's scary because yeah. of what I've seen in 2017, man. Like where it's gonna go? Everything that's coming to light this year is just making me realize how dumb people are. Yeah. Flat earthers. Are you a flat earther? Hell no. You Hell know what no. I'm Hell no. Like I can't believe it. This my whole time. I thought when the internet was was created, we're just gonna get smarter. But instead, we realize how dumb we are. Yeah. Uh huh. And we latch on to things. And I'm scared, dude. Now I'm scared. Well. The big uh, thing with uh, what is it? Neutrality. The internet that thing. The net neutrality. Yeah, net neutrality. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, whew, yeah. we're in for a ride. It's gonna be a good time, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. Gonna have, we're gonna have a real good time, man. Definitely. Flashlights for everyone. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That'll be my campaign. Yeah. Twenty twenty uh, twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Flashlight campaign. Ugh. Free one if you vote for me. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever get one, dude. Yeah, it was kind of demoralizing, but. You know, whatever. I mean, I, I've I've been in a back room at a strip club. You know, it's what does that mean? I, I've done whatever you need to do in a back room, and you pay a certain <laughs> charge, and you get whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've done that. You know, it feels kind of demoralizing, but at the same time, you're human. So you're human. Like, so 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 you're human. I you got to get off. I get that you got to get off, but like you're telling me that you. So hear hear me out. You're telling me that. Get, masturbation is not enough. So like, okay. So when you, I was in Vegas. Hold on, hold on, I was hold on. in Vegas. No, no, no. I, I, hold on. I want to. <laughs> I want to know one thing. Like, 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 like you said. You know, we have needs, right? Like, are you one of those guys that has to jerk off every day? No. Oh no. 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 It's it's a, yeah. It's more. Yeah. It's a, spread out. Like yeah. what? Like the, what? The, the 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 honestly, the less that I do it, the better it is. Like anything else, you know. What, what's you better? Could, you could have you could have dessert every day. Is it not? Is it going to be good? You can have chocolate cake every day. Is chocolate cake going to be good anymore? No, 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 no. Spread it out. How how far? How how long can you spread it out for? Like, what's the longest? Uh, usually not not any more than five days. Damn. Yeah. And your hold? Twenty five. Jesus Christ, dude! Yeah. My yeah. sex drive was through the roof at your age. Like right now, I gotta. I, I mean, I mean, that's that's pushing I it. I can't go no more than two days, man. Pushing it. I, I said. I said. You said most. Yeah, it's pushing it. That's, that's the that's the that's the most I can go. Wow. Before after that, I'm fucking just going crazy. Me too, dude. I'm punching walls. I'm just my brain just won't stop thinking about pussy. Yeah, just yeah. Stop. That's what Rogan said, which is a great point. I know what this. Yeah. And he said before you make it men are a bad design. Yeah. We are constantly need to get off. Yeah, it's true. And all this story coming out about you know abuse and about rape and about Weinstein and all that stuff, men are sexual beings and we need to get off. Yeah. It's a bad design. It really is. It is a bad design. It's a but, bad design. But, but 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 where where I just don't understand how some people can't draw the line. Like uh-huh. before I go and harass someone, I'm gonna jerk off first. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you know If you still want it. I yeah. never I never thought about sexually harassing someone. But my point is is that if it got to that point, that just means you need to jerk off, dude. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. I don't know. I, Adam Carolla had a joke about that, about Weinstein. What did he say? Oh, who who is it that was against Weinstein? 
Or who who brought up all the charges? Oh, a Rosie. Uh, Rosie, what's her name? Um, it was Charles Charles Manson's ex girlfriend. Is that is that Rosie what? McGowan? Okay, yeah. Uh, is that yeah. Her, Rosie McGowan? There was a joke. He had a joke about that. That, um, that. Who had a joke? Uh, Adam Kroll. Yeah. Okay. He ha- he said that if he was to go out with that girl, yeah, then he would be in the bathroom jerking off. No, wait. Maybe it was. Maybe it was Louis. It might have been Louis C.K. But what's the I'm point? Though? What's the, so he'll be in the room. That, that, that the joke would be on the on the woman instead of, and instead of or the common denominator is that the woman was always there while she was while he was jerking off, and that it's really not Louis C.K.'s fault. It's her fault because she was there the whole time. So that the next person that goes out with the the, the main accuser for the Louis C.K. thing. If they go out to, to, if you're the guy, to be in the bathroom and jerk off, and then she walks in on you, and you say, what are you doing? You walked in on me. Uh, so then you point the blame towards the woman instead of, it's actually not Louis C.K.'s yeah, fault at all. I see. Type I see. To me, but Louis C.K., though, uh, he at least asked people. He never just did it like Harvey. Right. Harvey just and for it. the lightest thing, jerking off, I mean, come on. At one point, little, it was. At, gross, at one dude. point, though, it was a joke that everyone had. Oh yeah, I watched Louis C.K. jerk off. Who cares? It was a joke. At one point, and then they were, and then someone got greedy, and someone said, or someone felt offense to it, and then made a big story about it, and you know. Did you read his uh, his letter, C.C.K.'s letter to the public? Did you read that? No. You should read it. Yeah. Because he, he, he apologized. He goes, everything that people are saying is true. He says it right off the top. But I'm saying jerking off is jerking off. Rape is completely different. Ah, but dude. Rape it, is completely different. It is different, but it's still in the same. You're not forcing your body inside listen, of someone. Listen, dude, if, uh, if, if, uh, if a gross woman that I did not find attractive whatsoever started fucking flipping her clit in front of me, I'd punch her in the goddamn face, man. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And and whether she put herself on me or not, that's just something I don't want. It's a and, double standard and thing. Then, and, then that's when it, and then when it comes to women, you got to understand, women are, are, are conditioned to be scared because men can fuck women up, man. Biologically. Right? And, uh-huh. and, and I, think, I, think, I think splitting hairs... I think splitting, like, the thing going, well, real rape is worse than jerking off in front of someone. Yeah, sure. But you can't just say that because now now you're saying that the other thing ain't that big of a thing. No, no, it's not. But no. it is. No, it is. It it's is. a Definitely. real big it's, it's problem. It's a huge thing. Definitely. I mean, where do you get off jerking off on someone who doesn't fucking want it? I'm the type of person, like, if I was into that, I would first... Ask her for her number. Yeah. You know, go through the steps. Yeah. See if you guys like each other first. Oh, for, for me, it's even crazy. See if she wants to get naked with you first. Yeah. And then have sex. <laughs> and then afterwards go, hey, I'm into some weird shit. You cool with that? Yeah. You know? For me, it's even crazier. For me, it's like, I have to have, like, a declaration. Here's a signed thing. Okay, is this okay? Yeah. I'm going to ask you uh, at least seven more times if this is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is this okay? Are yeah. you sure? I know. Because if not, I can leave. That's fine. Dude, it's, I'll leave. It's scary. That's fine. <laughs> it's scary. Like one, one, I don't get these people that are just barging in and saying, all right, we're doing this. I don't get it either, dude. I, I need consent. I, can't, I need more than consent. I need, like, signed and sealed. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm one of those guys. I can't have sex with a girl if she doesn't like me. That's why I can't do prostitution. Uh-huh. Cause, because... 
I did it once and I probably won't do it again. There's just something yeah. that happens in my head where I'm just like, you don't even really like me. I it's call me weird, but I just need that. I need to know that the girl's into me and then we're good to go. Right. I can't just sit there like Harvey Weinstein. That's just gross. And he had a beautiful wife too, and it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, you fucked your entire life over. Good for that. Good for him. Fuck him, man. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that the the, the the real motherfuckers that deserve it are getting it. Well, I he, feel bad for the guys that are now, you know, being falsely accused. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the number of guys being falsely accused is not as big as the real fucking shit. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. What we came to the conclusion of yesterday is very contradictory. If you were to reverse the roles in all these scenarios, we would not even be here. If if a woman were to do the same thing to a man, yeah, it probably wouldn't be the same. No, it, it probably would not. If you if you were a hot woman and you put your tits right in my face and you said, "Let's fuck," game over. That's it. Is that rape? Is that abuse? Is that it's kind of sexual harassment? Is it right? Exactly. They're using their will and their sexual their body towards you in an unfair way. Yeah, and it's also sexual harassment when you ask someone for sex and they don't you know don't really want it. Like I mean. Listen, in the comedy world, I, I heard that there's this girl who got this guy. So this guy, I guess, sent her a dick pic. Yeah. Right? And... Kate Quigley? Huh? Kate Quigley? Who's that? Kate, Kate Quigley. She's a, a L.A. comic. Blonde. Big tits. No, not spark. her. Not no, her. Okay. Um, so it was just one of the up-and-coming comics. And this guy was working at the comedy store. He was always doing stuff at the comedy store. And uh, apparently, and I don't know what's true, what's not, apparently he sent her an unsolicited dick pic, right? Uh -huh. And she took it to the people at the comedy store and said, look, this guy sexually harassed me. Uh -huh. He got let go. He can't go. He's banned from the comedy store now. No shit. Wow. And then she ended up doing a roast battle that I watched, and she was, being ro she was roasting another girl. And apparently she's bisexual. And the girl in the roast says that she sexually harassed her. Like, this, the part of the joke, the lead-up was, she asked me if I wanted to fuck her while we were in the elevator. And then she had some type of a punchline. Right. And then as soon as we found that out, the host was like, is that true? And she was like, yeah, I did that. And then he was like, that's sexual harassment. Yeah, right. But right. see, if a girl does it, a big deal. Yeah, see, contradictory. It's all contradictory. But it's all dick, fucked. But sending a dick pic is worse than asking someone to fuck in a in a in a thing because now you have proof. Yeah. It's in her phone. Don't text anything. Don't yep. do that. Don't do that, dude. man. Don't do it. Well, I gotta pee like a racehorse. Me too, dude. Yeah. Um, but I'll leave you with this joke, and it's a David Tell one, and I think it's really good. Okay. And it goes, you know. Uh, women tell me that they like surprises, so I leave a piece of shit in their shoe, but right before they leave. <laughs> and we'll end it there, guys. Thank uh, you for, for joining me. Thanks, Mike. Ishak. Yes, sir. You can catch him at the comedy store. Yep. You can catch him uh, in L.A. because that's where he lives. And but for right now, until... Hamtramck, tomorrow, 7 p.m. Sunday at the uh, Ghost Light in Hamtramck. Yes, he's, he'll be around. Cool. Check him out. Sweet. Instagram. Everything else? Mike Eshak, M-I-K-E-E-S-H-A-Q. Or you can find me at MikeFromDetroit.com. He's a producer, editor, actor, co comedian. He's got everything. Take it easy, guys. Peace we'll see out. You. Yep.